Hey everybody, how y'all doing? I'm Ben. And this is Dak. And we are the guys who did this. And this is our third episode of the Expanse series. Um, this is chapters 14 through 21 of book one, Leviathan Wakes. Oh, um, warning, we will be covering adult <laughs> subjects and discussing spoilers of both the books and the show. Dax tuned out already. Yeah, already I was done. daydreaming. I was thinking about Leviathan Wakes because I always <laughs> want to say Le'Veon Wakes. And I don't know why. Like Le'Veon Bell? I was just not. Yeah, that's probably it. I just wasn't paying attention. All right. It's okay. We're back. All right. We're back. We're back. So yeah, so we're going through chapters 14 through 21. Um, these are some pretty, I say this every single time. These are some pretty heavy chapters. We have a lot of talking. We're getting into a lot more <laughs> politics now. Um, and they're great. Everything's great. Lots of very great. Lots of excellent actions. So yeah, let's get into it. We are going to start here with chapter fourteen. It's a Miller chapter. Our boy, he's doing really good. Um, your, your boy. Uh, well, I mean, wow, jeez, dude, why do you got to do him like that? You hate Miller? Um, no. Okay, but he's good. not my boy. Okay. Wow, jeez, <laughs> savage. Brutal. So uh, chapter 14, we start off with um, the description of two uh, basically random ships. The the Xinglong, uh, which is a belter <laughs> ship that currently has a lean under it. Um, they've been doing some shady things. And the Scipio Africanus, which, as it sounds, is a Martian warship uh, on patrol. They've been out in the belt on a two-year rotation. Um, these two ships are both heading to a cometary body, uh, it's called. So I'm assuming it's some sort of captured comet uh, to refill on water. And the Xinglong, which is under Lian and doesn't want to be captured or seen by anyone, is flying dark, which means that their transponder is off. Um, so th this is essentially, from what I understand, like a sign that you are up to no good if you have it's, a transponder. It's like driving without a license plate. Yeah, or, or your headlights on. It, like, it's way more obvious. On. Yeah, right? Doesn't, well, no, no, no. Not your headlights on. Your headlights, headlights off. off. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> it's, <everyone, laughs> it's normal if your headlights are on. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's like a clear indication that like, oh, this person is, or these people are, are not sketchy. Are not, yeah, are not doing good things or something along those lines. Um, so, basically... The Scipio Africanus tries to hail them through the transponder. They don't respond a couple times, so the story goes. And the Scipio Africanus just blows this ship up that has like <laughs> three to five Belter families on it. Um, so pretty, pretty classic stuff here. Uh, Mars, not a good look for Mars. The Belt, very angry about this. Um, and it's, yeah, generally not a good look for her mars not great just absolutely nuked him no questions asked um the political response to this is is pretty quick mars has immediately sent more ships to the belt as a result of this to maintain order this is like a classic u.s move um yeah this should be pretty familiar to anyone listening from the united states or europe probably as well or china probably too actually yes um many large countries basically um the the OPA groups within the belts are are calling for open war now as a result of this and other um and other situations and conflicts that are that are 
happening. Um, war basically seems inevitable at this point. Uh, the the belts in the OPA, yeah, openly calling calling for war at this point. Um, back on series with our boy Miller, uh, a a Martian-born citizen has been tortured, and it's pretty gruesome. His body has been nailed up on a wall, like straight up spiked Ugh. to a wall, like like horribly gruesome. And it's just they. I feel like the authors here they just like drop these very gruesome things out of nowhere. Like there, there's yeah. been a couple, like that one woman whose neck was snapped earlier. I was like, oh okay. And then now this person uh, just straight up railroaded up on this wall. Not a, not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> I think they just <laughs> brutal. <laughs> well, my my brain goes to a railroad spike, and I think they may have mentioned that in the book. I'm not actually I hope it was sure. Regular nails. It definitely wasn't nails. Carpenter like nails. they didn't crucify him. It said it was nails. Like a big old spike. I don't think it said nails. I'm pretty sure it was a spike like through his well, chest. Well, then why does your notes say nails? They, it doesn't. Nailed. Nailed. All right. That implies how do, you, the spike how do you put something? How do you nail something? It's more. I, it's described as a big <laughs> spike. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I think it is a railroad spike. Yeah, It'd be yeah, pretty impressive pretty... if they had just had these like carpenter nails, finishing nails. Like... <laughs> just hammering, just hammering his, his body up. That's pretty gross. Yeah, I don't think it's not, so. Not good. Um, but yeah, Miller is, is there looking at this body, uh, talking to Octavia Muss, who is his new partner. Um, Miller's asking her about surveillance cameras in the area. And Octavia says uh, they've actually been out for three days. Some kids broke them. Uh, Miller does his classic detectiving. Uh, he asks if they need to round these kids up again. Apparently, they've already been fined and released. Um, he wants to ask if someone paid them to do it. Um, Octavia says they, you know, you know that they probably weren't. And Miller's Miller thinks to himself that, yeah, these these Martian people though must have known that the cameras were out, so. The, they could have been either someone in maintenance or maybe even a cop that helped them out or told them or some somewhere, somehow someone knew that these cameras were out and they knew that they could put the body up here without repercussions. Wait, for the it most was part. a, uh, it was a Martian. It wasn't a Martian nail to the wall, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, right. It was like, so like it was basically a hate crime. So the belters knew that. the belters, there was the belters are the ones that nailed the Martian person. Sure. Sure. That just like tortured the Martian person. Again, themes extreme. Belter anti-Martian sentiment is extreme if you have Belters just grabbing Martians and torturing them. Pretty bad. Not good. That is not, not good. Not great. No, no. Like, yeah, we... bad situation. Bad situation. Hard to hard for me to think about at the moment, but mm -hmm. um, or or really get my mind around. But um Miller kind of agrees with her that like they they probably had someone working with them. They probably knew that these cameras were out. Um, and they're kind of both Octavia and and he talk about how there probably won't be any repercussions for this. Um, any any anti-Martian crime, it's probably going to be hard to drum up enough support or enthusiasm to to put these people away just due to them being on series right now. So. Miller, uh, back at uh, their desk, back in the office, the Star Helix office, Miller starts writing a sympathy letter to the man's wife. Um, and he thinks about like how cold and inhuman these messages are. And then he, he thinks about the pain it will cause. And he also thinks about how cold and inhuman 
that he is as a result of being a detective. I love that. I love that shit. So funny. He's like, oh, man, this has really made me. Am I even a human anymore? It was great. It was a little like <laughs> introspection. Internal. Yeah, it was good. Like Miller, you son of a bitch. Um, and then he knows that homicides have been double the normal rate that they are. Uh, prior to the escalating conflict between Mars and the belt. Um, Havelock's desk next to his is all cleaned out. And so it's not outright said, but obviously it's kind of implied that he has transferred off to Ganymede. Um, so Havelock is gone. He's, he's off to better pastures, greener pastures, which good for him. If Martians are just getting tortured in the streets, it's not looking good for our boy Havelock. Was it not? So in the show, was it not Havelock who was the one who was being spiked up? Yeah, in the show, Havelock gets like murdered. Yeah, but also, but also, he lives. I'm pretty sure. Fair. Um, because glad. he does come, he does come back. I'm glad he got off. Well, can't remember. Maybe is it he comes back in the books? But I don't remember. Maybe the show is the one where they just replaced his actor. They, I think they, they replaced have. him. Um. Because maybe he, because maybe he did die. I'm pretty sure he died in the show. Fairly certain, yeah. In the show, I feel like I can see the actor though. That's from the fourth season. I feel like it's the same guy, but I guess I'm, I'm. Who knows? I could be horribly wrong about that. I, I think my brain might just be putting the guy from the first season in the fourth season. I can't remember what he looks like. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Either way, in the in the book, so the the correct way, the canon <laughs> way that this goes out. Sorry, everyone. Ganymede. Um, he's off to Ganymede and very much alive. And doing better, probably. Um, Miller goes to, after thinking about Havelock for a little bit, Miller goes off to Shadid's office and he wants to request some interrogation transcripts related to Jimmy Holden and Mars' assumed interrogation of him. So he wants, you know, if Mars is talking to Holden, he wants to know what they've asked him, what Holden says, because he wants to figure out more about the Canterbury and the Scopuli, because he wants Julie. Um, Shadid is like, what cases go to? Why do you want to know about the Canterbury? And he's like, well, well, Julie Mao, of course. Mm. Um, Miller then kind of runs through everything he's learned about Julie and the Scopuli and the Canterbury to Shadid. Um, and Shadid is basically like just shutting everything down. He says like, okay, even if you're right, Shadid's like, Mars probably used the Canterbury as an excuse to invade the belt, which they are doing now. And she guarantee she basically guarantees that like Holden is going to go to the Donator and they're dead. They're going to be dead. There's no way that they live through this. Mars is going to throw them in a cell or just murder them. She says something cool. She says that they, their minds may be cored out by Martian interrogation techniques. That's very, Hot. I like the imagery. Yeah. That gets uh, me their going. minds getting cored. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't be fun. Doesn't seem like it would be fun. Um, and Miller kind of like is objecting to these things and she just shuts them down. She's like, nope, nope, nope. We're not, we're not doing this. We're not requesting this. Don't ask this again. Um, and that's how that goes. Classic. It's a classic Shadid conversation. Miller's like, can I have this? And Miller Shadid just says, absolutely not. Um, he goes back to his desk. Uh, Octavia. I, I was thinking about saying her last name and identifying her by her last name. But Moose is hard. Moose. It, it's like a weird. I think it is Octavia Because it's way cooler. And um, it's, Octavia is, is a lot cooler. Yeah. I wish my name was Octavia. Octavia. It'd be pretty tight. Pretty tight. Ooh. A couple Roman call-outs in this one. Octavia. 
and the Scipio Africanus. We've got a couple of Roman names. I don't know why both of them are Roman names. They're just on a kick, Very I guess. Um, but yeah, um, Octavia basically has identified the killers of the Martian that they found earlier, um, but apparently they've shipped off to Io, and that's basically the extent of that conversation. They Miller then leaves after a busy day. He goes home. Um, as he leaves, and he, Miller is thinking about what it means to protect the people of Ceres. He's kind of having like an existential monologue here. Um, you know, if if he's in her, if he's trying to figure out what happened to the Scopuli and the Canterbury, like doesn't that have doesn't that have implications for all of the people on Ceres? Um, and he thinks that you know he thinks to himself like this seems like what I should be doing to help everyone here because it may help with preventing war it may help with anything really um but he obviously keeps getting told to stop looking into it just to, to and then can you know that he's shouldn't be going anywhere with that so i think he's just getting a little confused about about all this stuff also he obviously is like super in love with julie already um so that is fucking with his head That's as great. well um he eventually gets back to his hole and lo and behold anderson dawes is there waiting for him my uh, man. Just kind of leaning up against the wall right outside his door. And Dawes gives him the rundown of what happened to the riot gear in the police locker. So we're finally back to the riot gear after no one questioned what happened to it for 15 chapters almost. Um, <laughs> I guess like 10 chapters. But um, basically, a fake officer transferred them to a fake unit. Gear was loaded up, shipped off planet. That, shipped, that ship eventually arrived at its destination way lighter and a little bit later than it should have. So, assumedly, it, it, the gear just got trafficked off the planet and so, got transferred to another ship, and it's now an, gone. Another important note with that was they implied that not only the gear, but a bunch of people with the gear mm, um, mm -hmm. were also transported. So True. Yeah, it's not just the gear. Like, the whole shipment of people also. Yeah, Dawes um, mentions that the weight implies that the personnel were also yeah. transferred, potentially, en route. Yes. So a bunch of people with riot gear were moved somewhere, <laughs> moved off theories. Where? Who knows? Who knows why? <laughs> and, and who knows what cop allowed that um, and why they allowed it or if it was OPA. I mean, I, no one really knows at this point. Dawes doesn't seem like he knows. He just knows that this is what happened. Yep. Um, so Dawes, after presenting this, Dawes kind of asked Miller, like, will you keep up your side of the bargain now? Will you stop looking into Julie? And Miller agrees and says, like, nope, I won't. Or, I'm sorry, he agrees and says he will stop investigating Julie. Uh, and that even if he did continue, he, he wouldn't send her home because he wouldn't have wanted to send her home. So it doesn't really matter either way. Um, however, he's lying, of course. It's weird that he lies. Because he, like, yeah, didn't he... lie before. He's like, I'm still going to do it no matter what. Um, but, yeah, yeah he, he lies does. now. Yep. I think he just feels more obligated. Because he made the deal. Right. That's true. Didn't he make the deal? He like officially said, like, okay, if you or Dawes maybe officially made the deal, like if I do this, you'll stop looking into Julian. Does he say yeah? He must he say might yes. Have said, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I I'm guess not I gonna hold him to exactly. it. But yeah. yeah, maybe he did. Either way, immediately once Dawes leaves, uh <laughs> and I'm I'm not joking, immediately. Um no no second guessing, he 
begins to record a message to send to Jules Pierre Mao, Papa Mao. This is um, bold. Stating that he has questions regarding Julie. Yeah. No, it is really bold. It's, you think that like <laughs> he would immediately go on this extremely rich person shit list. This is like like us going to Jeff Bezos and being like <laughs> like or any like small cop going to Jeff Bezos and be like, hey, can I get some info about your daughter? Your daughter. <laughs> It's bold and also dumb as hell. And also, like, yeah. normally for most, it wouldn't work. No. Like, you, how, you, you can't just call Bezos direct. I'm assuming you can't just call this Mao guy directly, right? Like, I guess I'm no, this is, not yeah, sure this how is, that works. But. This is very silly and wishful thinking. Um, yeah, agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It, it's, it's very silly, but he does it. It's fine. He does it, and it's dumb. It's fine. That's okay. It's fine. He, it works out in the end. Kind, kind of. of. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So that's chapter fourteen. That one, pretty honestly, pretty slow chapter. Um, a lot of thinking, and we're just getting more pieces, but the pieces don't make sense right now. Ah, uh, yeah, but man, do they do they start to? They definitely make sense afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cool stuff. Um, yeah, but chapter fifteen. We get to the action chapter where all the, the good stuff's going down. Finally. So if we remember back in chapter 13, holding this crew, we're making the run to the, uh, the Tachi, the, the warship, the Martian warship. They're trying to get out of the, the Donager, which is maybe going to blow up if, uh, if the Martians don't want uh, their info stolen. Um, so, and Lieutenant, I almost said Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Kelly was just <laughs> RPG'd, um, Everyone's like freaking out. He was RPG. <laughs> yes. The, the I think they describe verb. it as an RPG. Verb or maybe <laughs> I just put that there. Who knows? But basically I RPG. Like, I don't think it was RPG at all. I think they said, it said it like a flash of light. It said like very smoke. It, like a very smoke. Light it sounds like an RPG to me. Okay. We're, right. I'm going to say it was an RPG. I'm not, I don't <laughs> want to RPG'd. Um. <laughs> And Holden, Holden's basically, we get back in the head of Holden, and he's like, I'm going to take charge here. And, like, clips Naomi, um, Alex, and Amos, who now has a bro- broken leg uh, from his bones, like, sticking out of his leg. Not not great. And clips him to his belt and, like, starts making a run for the, uh, the ship. Um, and Gomez, who, if you'll remember from last time, we thought was RPG'd. <laughs> It literally said like uh, the box and everything behind it was was gone. Uh, so it was it was implied he was RPG'd. Uh, comes back from the dead and is like, "Yo, make a run for it!" and starts like mowing the other people down. Um, so that was good, good for Gomez. And then uh, they look over and Lieutenant Lieutenant Kelly is standing. He has lots of fluids. It says leaking from him, but he's he's good to go. Remember, he's wearing that Martian battle armor. Um, so he's, you can take an RPG, apparently, and be, I mean, not great, you're leaking all over the place, uh, but but kind of okay. Um, and he starts running towards the ship. Um, Gomez does a MVP job here um, and manages to keep the attackers off long enough for them to get to the ship. Uh, they get inside. Lieutenant Kelly gives uh, Alex the keys to the ship. He's like, hey, you served in the, the Martian military before? Can you fly this thing? And he's like, oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, and 
Yeah, it's noted during this time, once they get in the ship and get a good look at Kelly, he is not looking great. A lot of those fluids aren't just hydraulic fluids. They are uh, they are blood. Um, and the Holden, the good guy Holden, tries to, like, help him. Like, I don't know, just maybe try to uninjure him in, in apply first aid. Uh, but Kelly's like, get the fuck away from me. I think he literally says that. And, uh, and everyone's like, okay, okay. Uh, so Alex gets in the gets in the cruise ship. Um, on his way out, he's able to fire at the the other losers and kill them, which is kind of a waste of ammo. Yeah, because... I this was very dumb, but also very funny. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, at least he got to get the revenge. Um, and he... they... the way that they Alex, the way that they describe this is that like Holden is listening, and you hear Alex yelling like, "Oh shit." They're shooting him. He's already down. And he's yep. like, he's like, oh, I got him. Like, it's very weird how it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just very strange overall. I think they just wanted me. them to have this moment of like revenge. Um, yeah. <laughs> Something weird. I don't know. But don't it was, it. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Gomez was down. Yeah, I think they needed to, because during this time, Holden's kind of like barely alive and in a crash couch. Um, I mean, he's he's not like has life serving in in doesn't have life-threatening industry industries in injuries but he's um he's in shell shock um so yeah they need to the needed to declare that uh, gomez was down and alex got some rounds off on the team which didn't end up mattering because the whole ship's blowing up uh, I, yeah, right there was a zero i just have no idea why they decided to have alex monologue about this yeah so they go out of there like a bad on apparently later they say they hit 12g which is insane like all humans black out at that like you almost you might die at 12g um Mm -hmm. there's definitely a chance of death if you're going 12g but they get out of there um described as pretty much in the nick of time then uh the donager goes supernova and uh blows up which is which is crazy they had to go fast as hell because that thing yeah it was it was gonna blow who the closer that the intruder people got to the bridge the more and more likely it was that what was her name the commander's name i can't um, remember i'm losing it it, it was a it was uh i wanted i wasn't mao because that's the name of the other people yeah i got it in one second just killing time here commander um, but either way she was going to blow the thing the closer that they got to the bridge because right. that was where all of the information about a lot of the positions of the Martian fleet are. Right. Um, so yeah, so they don't know exactly when this thing is going to blow, but they assume it is because it seems like these people that are boarding the ship are are winning and doing pretty good. Oh yeah, they're taking them out, taking them out. Um, Absolutely. So Holden wakes up back in zero G after being knocked out from going twelve G. His eye sockets and testicles ached. It said <laughs> two very specific items. Um, we've all been there though. We've I'm all been sure. there. That's just that's just another day. Man. Just wake, you just wake up. You ever just wake up and your eye sockets and testicles ache? Ache. Yeah, I, I don't think my eye sockets have ever ached. Maybe he's just talking about a headache, but either way, interesting description there. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes. He makes his way to the infirmary where uh, Naomi is like looking at Amos with a bone sticking out of his leg. Um, and Holden's like, uh, fix it. <laughs> and she, <laughs> mistake. Which is Absolute wild. Mistake. <laughs> which is just wild. <laughs> um, and then she, she fights, but she's like, 
what the fuck, dude? I don't know how to fix a leg. Um, and then Holden kind of has a little introspection here of like, oh, yeah, I just tell Naomi to do anything I don't know how to do. <laughs> Which, <laughs> maybe I should stop doing that. Um, which is good, good for him for realizing that. This is on the nose, but I like you know it's this is how he would realize something, right? It yeah. would be it would be he would realize <laughs> it in a very obvious way, and he would monologue it to himself in a very obvious way because that's how he works. That's how mm-hmm. his brain works. So yeah, yeah, great moment there. Um, but but then he's like, all right, I'll deal with Amos. You go check on Kelly down there. Um. So he basically looks at Amos and is like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. And then Naomi um, comes back on the radio and is like, Kelly's dead. Um, and Holden reflects and he's like, man, I used to uh, make fun of Marines all the time back in the Navy. And he's like, I'll never do that again. Which, uh, <laughs> fair point. He just saved his life. Um, and he also reflects that like he probably knew he was dead um, when he like got on the ship. So he's a good guy. Good guy, Commander Kelly. Commander Kelly, Lieutenant Kelly, RIP. Rip, Rip Kelly, yeah, for sure. Um, but he has Naomi come back um, to help work set Amos's leg, and it's a it's a doozy. They take two tries. One of the times he wakes up screaming, um, and they have to unset it, then reset it again, which is uh, sounds uh, very very not great. Um, but they they do manage to get it set again, and the. Uh, yeah, then it's described Naomi is starting to sob. Um, and Holden notes it's the first time he's seen her cry. I mean, which kind of makes sense because... They've been in a lot the last, like, week, couple weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> literally, like, yeah, we'll get this later, but, like, every ship they go off to has blown up for the past, like, three <laughs> ships, so... Not a good record. Um, Not a good record. It's, uh, doesn't, doesn't look great. Um, but later on, they're kind of gathered around Kelly's body. Um, Holden's freaking out, trying to decide what to do. He kind of has this inner introspection again, remembering back to his training and how a mentor had said, do something even though it it doesn't have to be the right thing, just do something, which is pretty all right advice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in in times like, because like right now, everybody's like freaking out, like, oh no, what do we do? And if you just give them something to do, like like he said, even if it's not the right thing, it it really helps call people. Um, so yeah, I think in situations like these, pretty good advice, but man, I don't know. You can't apply any advice to like every situation, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it ends up, um, so first Holden's like, well, everyone probably knows we're out here because there's only one ship that got away and we're transponding. And Alex is like, uh, nope, we killed the transponder. And then... <laughs> Holden is like, you are the best man alive and wants to make out with him, but it doesn't happen. Um, Sad. But no, this is great news because, like we said, like the transponder basically like blinks out to everyone, tells you everyone you're there. So literally everyone would know they'd had a stolen Martian ship or at least knew there was a, stole- a ship out there and would like go to it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure it would, everyone would assume it was stolen. I mean, right, they would yeah. just think that someone. They would know there's a surviving right. ship and want to go see what's up. Um, but that kind of saves their bacon there um, in in that yeah they can now not go wherever um, but they, they kind of realize uh, Fred is kind of their only way out right now um, so that's that's gonna be their, their resolution um, and Holden instructs Alex to give Lieutenant Kelly a proper MCR and burial and they'll send off like his records to the uh, 
to the Martians to make sure they uh they note his his death and uh his sacrifice. So that's uh which an interesting choice. <laughs> They'll know I, the Mar all of the Martian government and military will know that they're alive if they do that. I think yeah, so I think they can do it in a way that where they don't know it's them, but still, yeah, it's a. Uh... But they'll be like, "Oh, interesting! Someone is sending us that info that Lieutenant Kelly specifically died. I wonder why, and I wonder Weird. who sent us that." Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then later they're in the uh, the nursery, the the not the nursery, the infirmary. Uh, Amos is doing better, or at least. They're like, well, his blood pressure's all right, so that must mean he's fine. Um, he's good. And Naomi reveals that uh, she found a flash drive type thing. I forget what they call it. I, I noted it later, but uh, yeah, basically a flash drive, a data cube, they say, yeah, um, on Lieutenant Kelly's body. And she's like, I wonder what this is. And Holden's like, we'll go find out. Um, and then Holden goes to, to reach out to Fred. Um, with the type beam instructions, Fred immediately responds um, and is like, hello. And then Holden responds with uh, our ubiquitous phrase. Well, our enemies are ubiquitous, have been ubiquitous. Our list of friends is kind of short. Um, and then he explains how they have a stolen <laughs> and then corrects himself the salvaged <laughs> Martian ship, uh, which is great. That that means even in his eyes, it's stolen. <laughs> it's stolen. Yeah. Uh, that's a great slip there. Um, and then Fred is MVP here. Gives him a new fake transponder code um, and directions of where to go. So like the like we were talking about earlier, a transponder code, if you don't have one, it means you're doing something sketchy. So they can't just like go land on yep. any rock. Yep. Um, so this fake transponder code is is key. Is very, very I wonder, key. Like, I, wonder what it, I wonder what fake means. I don't, I, you know, like how, what does the... It's like... I imagine it's just like a stolen, like a, it's like a fake social security number. Like it's some dead guys. It's some blown up ships, uh, transponder code gotcha. is what I think. Something, something like that. So like each ship has like a, or they made a new one. Somehow it's a unique identifier code that is like etched into the hall or something. Like, I mean, you know, like how, kind of. how would you, how would you what confirm? You it's not like, hmm. Cause it's like, uh, Cars have a don't cars isn't a VIN number isn't it would it be similar to like a VIN number yeah except I think in this case it's a little different it'd be like if the VIN number were like encoded in yeah we're a cryptocurrency if it was a blockchain yeah kind of though like it's basically something you can't like fuck with like yeah I mean I'm just interested if it's some um, sort of code I'm pretty yeah, sure that's what it is and it it just actual. tells you like the type of vehicle and I think like from the code they said they knew they were. Uh, they're a gas hauler um and like the size and stuff so yeah, yeah so that makes it kind of clear that it must have been some sort of or that there must have been another ship that it was taken from or something yeah i don't know it's interesting um but clearly you can just give them and you can just somehow put a new code in the ship yeah i don't think anyone can like it's they make it seem clear that like this the fact that they got a new fake transponder code is like It'd be like, yeah, it'd be like somebody saying, I got you a new social security number. It's like, yeah, that would be wild. Uh, yeah, wow, like, we are oh. doing illegal things now. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Gotcha. Yep. 
or here, here's a new here's a new license yeah exactly uh-huh. interesting yeah i think it's i think this chapter is the one thing that you know this chapter and the last holden chapter the thing you think about is like okay why did these martian navy people try to get them off the ship so much or like what was the you know what was the reasoning or a whole motive behind that yeah um to me, that's man. It's, it's to prove big time. It's it's definitely like the same thing that like Fred wants. They don't they don't want a war either. Um, so like getting them off the ship and along with some Martians is like key to like getting the truth out there. I guess. Um, so it seems like. So yeah, it it is a <laughs> like those those Martians went hard in the paint for yeah. them, harder than I would have gone. I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't have not gone in the paint at all. I would have somehow gotten off on a skate pod or but something. But also, if you didn't, you would have been like super, you would have been nuked either way. So, well, honestly, I mean, actually, Kelly may that have is true. Been the that is true. Like, and he's like, this is my only chance to get out of here. If you know, <laughs> if you know the ship is going to blow up, yeah, then I would, yeah, probably go hard in the paint then. That, yeah, that puts perspective in. Because it's like, yeah, I'm either going to get blown up or die shooting these people so maybe maybe he was the biggest coward in the entire show yeah you know what i think i'm rearranging kelly's motives it was all just to save himself (laughs) wow i'm pretty sure he was our employee of the week last week too so that's pretty he was i think he is he's a good guy he's a good guy he betrayed all his brothers no he was probably given the order to do that too he's fine he definitely was we're slandering kelly and he doesn't deserve it he's dead he's already wow we're slandering his dead name He's or is he pretty brutal? Okay. Or is he? No, he is. He's dead. They describe how they like they're like keeping his body in the storage shed. It's kind of weird. It is kind of interesting though, because like bodies don't decompose in space because there's no there's nothing to eat it. Were they not in the ship though? I mean, assumedly they no, no, were no. in the ship though. No, there's no oxygen. They put them in like the they took the oxygen. There's oxygen in the ship. They're no, 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 they put them in. They specifically said they like um took the atmosphere out of the storage hall or whatever. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And gotcha. I thought you there. Just, I, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, that is weird. But I think uh, maybe like our bodies just have some of those things. Like to me, I like felt- if you went somewhere that was sterile and then you left the body there, like. But maybe like we have bacteria that will do that without. Bad. It. Yeah, there's there's bacteria in our bodies already. Right, but is it the kind that like eats things? I don't know. I guess so. Because I guess if you like leave. I don't know. This is beyond my knowledge. As is over my pay grade. I too. think the Egyptians figured it out. But mm, you're, you're right. They did. Mummies. Mummies. How do mummies work? Okay. I was about to go on a real tangent there, but I'll, I'll reel it in. <laughs> okay. So we're going to assume that this, what's happening to Kelly's dead body, is the same thing that happens to mummies. Right exactly. Now. Exactly. So with that, we are back to a Miller chapter. And yes. it's go time. It's absolutely go time for Miller. Um, so Miller is watching a, a Martian government broadcast about the destruction of the Donninger. Um, it's a very, it's a military broadcast, so it's not fun to watch. Um, Mars blames the belt for the attack. Um, they will be, They've announced that they will be enforcing a military cordon of all the stations, bases, and ships within the belt. Um, so the war, it's basically a war at this point. 
Um, Mars has essentially announced that it is going to occupy all of the belt to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Um, Earth is still neutral, so there hasn't been a lot of pushback or issues with Star Helix on Ceres at the moment. Um, Miller, Octavia, and the whole station are speculating about who attacked the Donager and what what the hell happened to the Donager. Um, and it seems like generally the the general consensus is that it must have been the OPA because there isn't no one can think of anyone besides Earth that would be possible of doing something of this magnitude of of destroying the Donager. It just doesn't seem possible for anyone except for maybe the OPA. Um, Octavia kind of says that well, I, I, she doesn't even think that the OPA necessarily knows who did it or that there must be some sort of split in the OPA because there's a lot of, again, this is a rumor, but there's a lot of the old school guys that, that also don't know what's going on. Right. So they're also freaking out about it. So generally, you know, <clears throat> to, up to this point in the book, we've, no, both sides clearly do not know what is happening. Both sides. Mars doesn't understand what's happening. The belt doesn't really truly understand what's happening. And it's very clear that there's not a lot of communication going on between them or else the conflict wouldn't be ramping up as much. Um, but they, but they both clearly are trying to ramp it down and it continues to ramp up and neither side wants it. And it's just a very interesting, like political situation uh, that is clearly not good for either side. Yeah. It's, it's almost weird that more people don't think it's weird that earth is not doing anything like literally just backing away yeah mm-hmm. um because it's like it's i mean we know later, later that like people on earth and like the government know things um so that's why they're like trying to they're trying to l- <laughs> stay out of it obviously um i'm trying to play both sides so that i always come out on top yeah what exactly they're, what they're <laughs> yeah but also there's a they're on their own side as well true some bad people in the uh in the Earth government, in the UN government. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, there's a lot of um, lot of speculation about about what the hell is actually going on. Um, Shadid, she steps out of her office as she does. She sweeps the sweeps the Star Helix office, and she locates Miller, and she very sternly gestures for him to get to come over to her office. Uh, Miller's like, "Oh boy, here we go." Um, <laughs> he gets into her office, and lo and behold, once again. Anderson Dawes is there waiting for him, hanging out, sitting in a chair, smiling. Um, Miller kind of like freaks out at this. He's like, oh, fuck, like this is bad. We have official cop and OPA cop, and they're clearly are working together in a capacity that I am not aware of. Um, (laughs) That is bad news for your boy. So um, Shadid and Dawes both... Tell Miller, you know, you have to stop working on the Julie Mal case. There, there are no ifs, ands, or buts. You have to stop. You cannot continue. Um, Shadid says that Miller's message did not go out to Papa Mao. And so Miller's like, oh, shit. Okay, so, so I've been getting watched Papa a little Mao. bit here. Um, and he starts, like, he, mentally, he, the way that he phrases this is, like, Julie is being taken away from me, and he's panicking about that. And it's, it's weird. As with everything that Miller thinks about, kind of. Um, it ramps up so, so quick. It ramps up quickly, very quickly. Uh, he falls hard and fast for <laughs> younger women. 
that are way younger than him. That he ramparts the room. No. He doesn't even met. He just <laughs> looked through their things and was like, I love this he lady. One face, he sees a face profile picture and he's like, oh my god. This is the one. I am in love. <laughs> <laughs> one hour of Facebook stalking he's in. Oh no, not good. Not good for Miller. Um, no. Throughout the course of this conversation, Shadid is losing patience because Miller keeps objecting to things that they're saying. Dawes kind of starts playing the like the good cop here. Um, and he starts trying to explain to Miller like what what's what's really going on and why he wants him to not be investigating Julie. Um, Dawes kind of explains, you know, like, hey, we are not trying to bury this case, but we do not want anyone on Star Helix to find Julie. Um, he explains that Earth right now is currently neutral in this conflict. And Earth needs to stay as neutral as possible if they are going to help negotiate between the belt and Mars as this draws out. Um, Star Helix is an Earth company and, you know, by extension, they represent Earth on Ceres and, you know, the, one of the biggest stations in the belt. Um, and so it's extremely important, he thinks, and Shadid also thinks, that... Um, they, the you know, Star Helix doesn't find Mao because it kind of implies that Earth has found Julie, and then they are officially involved at that point. Yep. Um, because uh, they think that Julie will be able to help solve the the mystery of why the Scopuli was out there, um, and why it was used as bait for the Canterbury. Um, Miller starts asking about, you know. The OPA is one of the number one suspects in who started all this. Um, you know, it's likely that the OPA blew up the Canterbury, and it's now likely that that led to the Donager getting exploded. So why is the OPA the only one looking into this? Um, Dawes kind of counters this with saying that, like, there's no possible way that the OPA could have attacked the Canterbury. There's no possible way. We don't have warships. And he says, if we had cloaked Martian warships, we wouldn't be losing this war. And this, I mean, this checks out, right? Like, everyone thinks that it must be the OPA, but also the OPA is not actually a military. <laughs> they're just yeah. they're just civilians. Um, it isn't an organized military at all. And they don't have warships. They just have regular ships that they strap bombs onto. It, they're, they're way more like IEDs and suicide bombing stuff versus yeah. actual weapons. Um. So Dawes is like, this is just not possible. There's no possible way we could have taken out the Donager. Um, our version of this is strapping nukes to ship sh six ships and hoping that they hit before the Donager can take them out. Um, so Miller then, of course, he's just like, so who the fuck did this? What is happening? <laughs> and Shadid just is like, this is why we need to find Julie, because this is what the crew of the Scopuli can tell us the missing crew of the scopuli can tell us um miller is still resisting being taken off the case because he doesn't want to lose julie and shadid's like yo you got this is it you have no choice um and then to to finally really convince him to kind of drop the hammer dawes is like we have holden we know where holden is he he'd survived uh shadid is like whoa why you should not have said that and dawes <laughs> like it's okay he like shushes her and miller's like oh shit Dawes just shushed Shadid and she listened and he's like, oh boy. So Dawes is kind Wild. of the, yeah, Dawes is like, not, doesn't necessarily rank over 
Shadid, but has a lot of sway, clearly, uh, in this room right now. Um, and Dawes is like, yeah, you know, you couldn't even figure out who took your own ride gear. I had to figure that out for you. Um, you, we have Holden. There's nothing more you can do. And Miller's like, fuck, like, he's fucking right. Like, shit, what the fuck am I going to do? I, I, I wanted to talk to Holden. I don't even know where, I don't know where Holden is. If they have him, they're not going to let me talk to him. What, Man. what can I do? There's nothing more for me to do. Um, and she's like, you can do good, Miller. You got to just go out there and help people that are here. And Miller's like, oh, God, this is awful. <laughs> and, he, and he leaves. He's like, shit, this sucks. Um, he gets back to his desk, and Octavia's like, do you have a new asshole? And he's like, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's it's brand new. It's huge. It hurts. Um, and then Miller is, you know, he's thinking. He's kind of pouting. And this is, like, the saddest this is like the saddest <laughs> thing. It's so brutal. He's like, so Octavia, you got a, you got a case that you don't want solved. What do, what do you do? And Octavia's like, well, you give it to a fish. <laughs> you give it to someone who can't solve it. And Miller's like, fuck. <laughs> I am the fish. I'm the fish. I was not meant to solve this. Shadid gave it to me so that it would die. And... I was poking around too much and now it's taken away from me. And oh my God, Shadid thinks I'm trash. Octavia then just like, I, I don't even know why she decides to do this, but she just like, she's like, the knife is in and she's like, I'm going to twist this motherfucker. Like, I'm going to just murder him. He's going to die. Octavia's like, yeah, you know, also similarly, <laughs> what a coincidence. Say that you get assigned to, to be someone's partner. Um, as punishment, like you know, say that you assign someone to be <laughs> someone's partner as a punishment for rebuking their boss's advances, and Miller's like, "Oh, okay, so I'm the punishment partner." Like Octavia got assigned to me because she was being punished. Yeah. Um, and Miller's just like, "Oh my god, this is not good. I hate myself. I hate my life." And he's. He's just realizing things. He's realizing many things. Um, and he's basically kind of like thinking about like, wow, okay, everyone thinks I'm washed. Everyone thinks I'm an alcoholic. And I mean, he kind of is all these things, right? He is washed. He's like 50. He is an alcoholic since he got divorced. Octavia specifically mentions like, say a guy gets divorced, say he starts hitting the bottle. Um, so it's clear that he, I guess, probably doesn't realize the extent to which he's maybe backslid since he's gotten divorced a few years ago. Um, and yeah, this this is all kind of news to Miller. It all kind of hits him like a pound of bricks. And he feels bad. He does not feel good. Very bad. Um he he a little while later, um, we are like the next little section, he is waking up out of a blackout, uh, assumedly <laughs> at the blue frog at the bar. Yes. Um, because Hasini, the bar manager, is there. He's like, bro, like it's late. Come on, you gotta go. Um, and Hassini offers to drive him home on his cart uh, back to his <laughs> hole. Um, and Hassini's like, yo, you were talking about this girl, Julie, a lot when you were fucked up. Not and Miller's like, oh, this is why I'm mad. Like, I'm not mad about the being washed up or realizing that people don't like me. I'm way more upset about Julie being taken away from me, which is, again, a weird way to phrase it. A weird, his brain is warped. It's not good. He's messed um, up. He's super messed up. Because he's like, oh, so you're in love with her. And Miller's like, 
Yeah, sort of. I guess so. <laughs> this is your is he... boy. This is your boy right now. <laughs> it's not a good look for him. It's not a good look. I'm the first to admit it. I love Miller, but man, my guy, not good. Not good. Hassini, in response to this, says, like, yo, that's too bad, my dude. <laughs> like, this is clearly not a good situation. I'm sorry that you fell in love with her because yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Yikes. And that's good. I mean, that's that is how I feel and how everyone basically feels at this point. I mean, I, I it's yeah. We know that Miller's in love with Julie. We know he's been weirdly like into her throughout this investigation. And it just kind of comes out that he's like, I again, love is a weird word here. It doesn't really make I, in my mind, it doesn't make sense to use the word love here. But that's what that's what, what we basically what we go with. I, I mean, obsessed is more like it, right? Yep. He's like it, the rest of the book. He basically is stalking her. Because he's not a detective anymore. <laughs> he's just looking for her. He like gets offered another job by uh what's his face? And he's like, nah, Julie. I'm uh I'm actually busy stalking this girl. <laughs> uh, not good. Not good. Sad. He's 50. He's 50. It's bad. He's stalking like a 26-year-old and he's 50. Hey, that yeah, no, you you can't defend that. I mean, you also can't stalk someone. If you're 26, Any you can't stalk another 26. You can't, yeah, it's you just can't stalk anybody. <laughs> Stalking optics, bad. Age gap optics, also bad. I'm a little more forgiving on the age gap. But yeah. you shouldn't stalk anybody. It's still just strange. Like, imagine if, like, imagine wow. if, like, one of, you know, I mean, someone your our dad's age is, like, stalking one of, like, that would be bad. Well, if they're into it. Well, yeah, but the, I mean, stalking implies that they're not. Yeah, no stalking, though. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, the age gap is fine. Yeah. Stalking. But, but the stalking not thing. We're not here to kink shame. But we are you don't here. Wanna, you're not shaming stalkers? I'm, I'm not I'll shaming stalkers. Stalker anyway. I'm shaming stalkers. I'm not shaving the age gap. We've been over yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying that the I'm stalking age the gap age. makes it weird. Makes it no, even weirder. I think it's perfectly normal. You think besides it's a perfectly the, normal? Besides the I mean, stalking okay, part. it kind of is probably, actually. Like... I don't know. Hey, man. Don't think about it. All right. We have to think about it. That's what we're doing. Why are we here if we're not thinking about it? That's true. All right. Think about it. Um, You're right. I don't want to. I'm done. Oh, one sick burn that I don't know if you said that Dawes had on Miller. He's like, you can't even find out what happened to your own riot gear. (laughs) And you're trying to crack this, like, massive case. And Miller's like, ooh, touche. Like, oh, he tried to, he wanted to hurt me, and he did. But that's, like, what Miller's brain. Honestly, I feel like Miller should have been able to do that. Like, he should be able to have access to the records that are, like, all right, where was the Riker transferred to? Like, Yes, I agree. (laughs) But also, like, also anyone on the station, right? Like, why, why is this Miller's fault? Like, all the riot gear was gone for every team, was it not? Yeah, this is weird um like when, isn't that as much of a burn that needed? no one looked into it like someone on the police force should have been like oh it got checked out to this fake Here. name and i'm pretty sure i remember that chapter he's like miller opens the locker and he's like there's no rag gear and then he hears groans and yells from other teams too yeah so no it's all the rag gear. all the rag gear for the entire station is gone so why is it miller's fault that he can't figure out what happened to the rag gear when clearly no <laughs> one gives a fuck like everyone's like, eh, okay, yeah, it's gone, baffling. Finders keepers, I oh, guess. Well. I don't know. Very, very strange. Very weird. Okay. Well. But yeah, good chapter. Yep. We basically learn a little bit more about like geopolitical situation. Climate. Um, the goal 
from Dawes's perspective, and I guess Shadid's too. And they clearly knew way more about this the whole time than they were letting it's, on. Yeah. Because um, they knew the whole thing that Miller was basically trying to figure out. Um, right. And they basically revealed that to him. That Julie was absolutely on the scopuli. She, you know, they want to figure out why the scopuli was out there and what happened to it because that kind of holds the key to why this whole thing started and who's behind it. Yeah. And I'd say it's also clear now that the, the police force is kind of OPA. Um, yeah. Yes. Like, they, like straight Shadid, up. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know if it was this chapter or the chapter before, but where he, he, I think it was a chapter before where he asked like, Oh, is that they're talking about like what happened to the scalpuli and stuff. Um, and he's, Shadid says something like pretty, pretty like OPA minded, like, Oh, Mars yeah, like right. blew it up. And she's like, yes. is that, uh, Star Helix official position. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And uh, she gets upset. So, yeah, it's very clear that they are oh, the OPA is one and the same with Star at Helix. The very at, least, at the very least, the leadership of this Star Helix security force contract on yeah. series is clearly involved with the OPA. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, or maybe not like not like a front, yep. you know, not like an actual part of the organization. But they are they are talking to the OPA mm-hmm. leaders on series. And they are keeping them informed right. um, about goings on right which is interesting because they are technically an earth they are there on an earth contract so yep 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 all right we can get to uh 17 then mr holdy he's back jimmer jim james james jimmer holden (laughs) (laughs) james uh they're back on the tachi tachi the tachi They're back on the talcum powder. Mm-hmm. Um, back on Tauchi, Tachi, Tachi. Um, Holden is in front of the coffee machine and just like, yes, I have a real coffee machine and this is the best thing ever. He straight up orgasms. Yeah, he's, he's straight orgasms here. He's like, he wants to make love to this coffee machine. It's, he does. It's wild. There's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Don't become between a man and his coffee. Although it's later revealed in um, book, the end of book three, that like the artificial coffee on that like the Martian supplied or is on the ship gives him gas, which is yep. kind of funny. But, uh, but I st- I'm sure he still drinks it anyway. Um, reveal, reveal, <laughs> what a reveal. Major spoilers there, man. If you if you <laughs> haven't read book three and you heard that, wow. I'm sorry. You didn't even I mean, we did say spoilers up front, so yeah. you know. Yeah. Those are that's one of the Them's biggest. the rules. So. Them's the rules. Um so they're they're actually the team is then sitting down and having a nice nice dinner. Uh Amos made lasagna, I think it is. And it's like everybody's like, This is okay. Um and it points out how Holden notices how sexy Naomi was looking. Uh, with her sleepy eyes and then i think there's like a million times where holden's just caught like just staring at naomi <laughs> naomi and uh, himself. He truly no can't. he can't uh there's only like three there's one one woman there that's it yeah it's it's bad and then he uh he to cover he's like all right i propose a toast <laughs> to uh to the martians and then uh lieutenant kelly shed the cant and they're all like yeah yeah woohoo um, which is a nice wholesome moment. Um, the team then, like, just like as exploring the ship, uh, Alex is admiring the engine. 
It's like a car guy just like looking at this car, like, oh yeah, look at this puppy. Oh yeah. Uh, Amos is like, <laughs> he's like looking everything over. He's like, I got nothing to do here. <laughs> this ship is like, he's used to on like the the ice haulers where he's like fixing everything because it's held together by like toothpicks or whatever. Always something broken. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got nothing to do here. And Naomi, Naomi's biggest thing is the the showers. She's like, oh yeah. We got some nice showers. Can we keep it? Um, and also they reveal the ship is fully loaded and armed. Besides those couple rounds that uh, Alex lit into the the intruders uh, before the ship blew up without real reason, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so Holden then proposes the question, hey, um, how do we feel about going, going to Fred, the OTA? Uh, Amos is like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> um yeah he's ready man which yeah. is funny because he's not even op- he's from earth yeah that, naomi like reflects she's like uh is that earth man's burden <laughs> um which is kind of cute but uh the only one who's kind of he's not like hesitant but he's uh not gung-ho for it is alex um and i think this is like the martian in him but he's like well i don't really have a choice and i'll go wherever you guys go so yeah I mean, uh, it certainly makes sense I mean, there's a war happening, and he's on the other side, technically. Or, you know, his he isn't, but yeah. his he is he was part of. It's the kind of Navy insane. He doesn't run into he doesn't run into more problems on the ship, considering like what the Belters did to the Martian. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there's like Belters that are murdering Martians on Ceres, but we're going to Tycho, <laughs> which is like OPA strong <laughs> number one. Yeah. <laughs> A little yeah, like lives. He somehow lives. And then on the ship, he immediately says he's Martian when he's gonna go play darts. <laughs> like he's like, Martians are the best at darts. It's like, whoa, dude. Yo, like everybody, oh, everybody probably knew he was Martian anyway. Jeez. But like, still, like, come on, my guy. Like, there's a war Need going on. You're on the Need other the side. Room. Um, yeah, not great. But, but whatever. After dinner, Holden explores the ship. He takes a couple showers, claims a bunk um becomes one way he, he says he's like standing in front of like the the nuclear engine just like sitting there like feeling the the radiation it's, it's he, yeah, yeah it does some weird stuff i feel like that's like it must be like a spaceship thing once we get to spaceships maybe we'll do that one day but maybe i don't know it's something i don't know if i understand why he's why he's basking in the radiation <laughs> not... very weird i think he's just like taking everything in but yeah it was uh <laughs> Weird one. Um, but he's about to go to bed. Then he's like, uh, where's Naomi? And Naomi, oh, Naomi, Naomi. I say it different every time. doesn't matter. Um, Amos is like, she's an engineering messing with a transponder. Holden goes up there because he doesn't, he wants to uh, make sure she's all right. And yeah, he's doing what she needs quotes. to do. And uh, also, <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, this is definitely just because he, he has the hots for Naomi. But, um, he uh he goes up there and uh she's trying to put the transponder together. Um so Fred had given them instructions how to fuck with the transponder and get the the new fake transponder code in because these these transponders are made not to be messed with, obviously. Um because what good would the transponder be if people could just change them all the time? Uh so she's gotta be very careful with this. Um she also asks, it's funny, like, uh did Fred pick this name? Uh <laughs> She obviously doesn't think much of it or hasn't read Whoa. Don Quixote. 
Um, Which, to be fair, at that point, hundreds of years from now, I feel like that would be fine. It's amazing that Holden knows what this is. Although, when was Don Quixote um, uh, written? I thought it was like the 1800s, but maybe... Sounds about right. I mean, there are windmills, sure. so that narrows it down between like a hundred <laughs> year range. I mean, windmills are old, man. I don't know what you're talking uh, yeah, about. Yeah, they're pretty old. But uh, windmills have been around forever. Also, I don't. Yeah, what we can get into that. But uh, so that Naomi like basically like puts it all together. She's like, I'm kind of scared to like let it go though, because like this thing could have like safety measures that makes it blow up. And then Holden just like YOLO presses the button to start it, <laughs> and then it works. But yep. um, it was pretty yep. funny because <laughs> she's like, uh, I don't know if we should just do this because yeah, it might she's blow like up. the safety safety precautions in a Martian ship might be extreme. So yeah. it might just nuke itself if it's if the ship is thinking that, oh, I've been commandeered in some way. Yep. Yeah, but holding the, the good guys like, here we go. He's like, okay, execute, boop. And they yeah. didn't blow up. Yeah, and then that's Naomi's like, that's why I could never be in charge. Also, and... Don Quixote, written in 1605, two parts, 1605 wow. and 1615. So really fucking old. Wow. Killing yeah. at windmills. Yeah, so they, they renamed the gas freighter. The Rosinante, which is uh, Don Quixote's horse, if I'm, if I'm right, am I right? Don Quixote. Quixote. Don Quixote. Don Quixote. Yeah. I drew Don Quixote once. Quixote is uh, the city in Japan. Quixote. 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 <laughs> I uh, I drew Don Quixote once. What do you mean you drew him? I, I drew a picture of him. What, do you... <laughs> what does he look like? I, I mean, what, I mean, does he look weird? Why did you draw um, him? It was for art class one time in eighth grade. It was a good time. Like if someone looked at it, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's Don Quixote." Windmill time. Yep, Don Quixote. Okay. Quixote. Yeah. Well, that that was cool. Uh, so yeah, they're officially a gas freighter now, but only in transponder code. Mm-hmm. Um, the team rolls up on Tycho Station, and this thing is pretty insane um so Tyco is basically like the best engineering company in the solar system if you need some crazy engineering thing built like they spun up series they built this freaking large station um they're building the navu as we'll see which is the the generation ship for the mormons they're gonna go to the stars and live on this ship um and like grow their own food on the ship have their own cows and stuff on the ship um yep. and Tycho is the one making it happen. They're the ones engineering it all and doing it. So you got, we got really smart people um, on this team. Also, the Navu is like, it's described as being like way bigger than the station mm-hmm. itself. Like that, that ship is huge. huge. Yeah, described, they're like looking at the station and they look over at the Navu and it's like even bigger and they're like, whoa. Yeah. Um, yeah, my understanding is that it functions similarly too. Like it has a, basically a rotating drum on the outside that uh mm-hmm. so, so to get artificial gravity it's like the same thing as they did for a series they just spin um instead of using thrust to get artificial gravity and nice. then you get the coriolis effect and all that fun stuff um which is pretty ingenious um are they going somewhere what do you mean do they have a specific Tycho's... destination or are they just gonna they're just gonna kind of go cruise the navu the yeah. navu has the star they're going to oh they do um, gotcha yeah, I forget what it is. I don't know if they even mentioned it, but they said they're going to a star that might not even have an Earth-like planet. Um, I'm wondering why they picked that one. Hmm. 
I think it was like the closest, but uh, I, you'd think that. I mean, we we've identified some planets that may be Earth-like. Yeah, so I mean, I think there is planets that may be Earth-like there, but like even we don't know. Like we're like it might right. have Earth. Yeah. They might have water, yeah. but like we think it right. could based They're on the, these. The what's it called? The hospitable, the, Goldilocks, the habitable yeah. zone. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and then like they think it has water and stuff based on yeah thing, but I don't know how that works. But yeah, that's that's their big goal. The Mormons are heading out that i don't it's funny yeah i don't know i don't know why the, the mormon specifically i thought it was specifically because of the they didn't want to be restricted <laughs> children wise ah that's it yeah that makes sense i um, thought that was it that um, might be it they're still on earth they abandoned the utah but also like it's a spaceship they just like, they're, gonna the run, they're gonna run out of space well, are I they? Thought, wasn't it like a hundred years or some shit? Yeah, it was like generation ships. So, yeah. I mean, the ship like, is massive, though. Like, it's, the, it's easily the biggest ship ever. Um, but still, like, it's gonna. There's gonna be a population cap. Nope. You can't just zero population in there. I mean, I mean, I'm sure they like. I'm sure they. Like, oh crap! Well. Another baby. He's gonna have to hang out on top of everyone because there's no more they, space. I think they 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 figured that out before they built it um but okay, they I don't trust them but, all right oh and then they're also like they pay attention to the com the com laser that's on the uh the navu and he's like wow they probably had to power that baby down because if they powered it too high it could blow a hole right through us which is a little mm -hmm. foreshadowing to book three which i thought was interesting um i don't if know if not, i would have caught that if it isn't clear dak just finished book three so twice, <laughs> twice. I, i'm seeing a lot of these things uh -huh. i'm uh i'm great at this which I, think, rhymes. I think a lot of these were planned because I'm pretty sure they they um they wrote books one through three or at least planned books one through three first. It definitely, I agree. Um, definitely seems like it. So I I think these are not just like happenstance. I think they did kind of put these in here. Yeah. Because um, I think we're not like uh, what's it called English high school teaching where we're like ah this is what this author meant here. <laughs> right. I think right. these were actually purposeful. Yeah, no, um, it's the same thing with Havelock going to Ganymede. Like yeah. putting someone that we know on Ganymede and kind of calling attention to it over and over is like pretty clear that when you get to the second book and oh, we're on Ganymede and there's something big happening right. on Ganymede like that, you know. I think it's like, okay, I'm kind of familiar with this. Yeah. He was literally with Protogen Labs too. Yeah, no, right. Like, yeah, they foreshadowed um, that a lot. A lot, a so, lot. So, yeah, That's there's a lot, of, right now. a lot of foreshadowing, but interesting stuff. Um, so Holden's now like, all right, anytime we go somewhere, we're wearing our Evo suits. <laughs> Uh, so we don't have another situation like on the ship blows up, they, they're right. out of sight. And they're also like, we're carrying weapons too. Um, and notably, Naomi's like, uh, I don't really like this and doesn't carry a weapon. Um, but, but everyone else pretty much does. And she doesn't like object to them bringing weapons. But, uh, but still interesting. And then the, it ends with them meeting Fred Johnson, who is notably not, he doesn't have like an army with him or anything. He just, uh, just like, yo, what's up, guys? <laughs> which is, which is kind of crazy. Hey guys, a little crazy for him. Like, what do you do, fellow teens. Like, it seems a little trusting. I don't know, but uh, he wants to be friendly. He does want to be. It is a good look for him because it mm -hmm. it it's way better than showing up with guns pointed at him. Um, because yeah, he, he wants definitely. their cooperation. Uh, right. to like help him out. Um, so, but we'll get into that later. I mean, he's been living in reality, unlike Holden. Not that they you know, haven't been through a lot, but he's been living like in the fallout of his initial message, and he knows 
what Holden means and, mm-hmm. and could further the mean power. to the belt and to Mars and to the whole war. Yeah. So that's you know he wants he's a smart Holden guy. to think that he's his friend, and he also I think he generally does want to be friends with him just because there's a lot going on and friends yeah. are good to have. Yeah, I so. mean, it, Fred, Fred Johnson's like a, he's like right up there with Avasarla. Yes, in <laughs> the like political, political uh, savviness. Yes, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. He's so, not all the way there because she's Christian. No, she's like part. out of this world. She's like another level. She yeah. knows everything. She's the best. Yeah. We love her. We stand. We stand. Avasarla. A queen. Truly. And Truly. yeah, that is the, the end of our, of our Holden chapter. So we get to another depressing miller chapter yay Woo-hoo. i'm ready um so miller's totally depressed uh he's <laughs> drinking pretty heavily um yeah really relatable he wakes up he starts <laughs> drinking <laughs> every day <laughs> anybody has any tips to get out of this cycle <laughs> miller needs some help miller thinks about how his co-workers think that he's a joke uh and he, then he thinks about havelock and how he may have been the only one that respected him a teeny little bit um, pretty brutal, pretty great, and pretty funny with how comparing that to how Miller thought about how everyone disrespected Havelock earlier, and they did. But he, I guess, he also didn't really realize that he, they also didn't like him very much either. So very funny. Um, Miller keeps, uh, you know, he he keeps going over the conversation with Dawes and Shadid in his mind. Dawes was right, is what he keeps getting back to over and over. Like if if Dawes. And the OPA have Holden, then there's not much that he can do. There's not much that Star Helix can do. Uh, the OPA is probably better to solving this. And what exactly can he do? He then he then starts to think about the likelihood of a surviving ship on the Donager. He thinks about was would would Dawes have lied about this? Is that <laughs> just you know would he do that to to really get me off the case? And he thinks about that. And he's like, so how how would a ship have gotten off the wreck of the Donager? He's like that. It would have been everywhere. Like everyone would have seen that. Everyone would have noticed. Um, and especially if it was James Holden, everyone would know that James Holden is still alive right now. Um, it would have been all over the news. And so then he's like, okay, well then it must have been covered up somehow. And then he's trying to think about, well, how? Just if it's not clear, this is a, there's a lot of detectiving that's happening in these next couple chapters, and I don't really know the best way to go through it. So I'm just going to keep doing these sentences that end in question marks. Um, and so he's trying to think about how they could have covered up Holden and his crew getting out of the wreck of the Donager. And he pulls up a cheap navigation plotter that he says that he bought a few years ago to help figure out smuggling cases. And he looks at where the Donager exploded and, and in relation to a lot of the ports and stations uh, that are closest to it. And he starts thinking about what he, you know, what are some of his things that, or what are some of the aspects of a ship that wouldn't have been able to get out of here um, before people came in to start cleaning up and salvaging stuff, specifically Mars. So he's thinking like, okay, any ships that didn't have an Epstein drive would have been picked up. Like Mars would have been able to find them, pick them up. They wouldn't have been able to get out of the area. So this, they must have got out of them a ship that had an Epstein drive. And that's kind of one thing he thinks about. And then if they have an Epstein drive, uh, then they probably could have got away. Um, he starts mapping out courses. 
He's like, okay, if you were where the Donager was, you have an Epstein drive, you could make it to series in a little less than a month, maybe three weeks um, from the Donager. And he, this is kind of where he gets stuck. He's like, okay, so if they got out, they have some sort of ship that has an Epstein drive uh, and they could have gotten to series in like a month. And that's kind of where he just kind of has a, he hits a wall and he's like, okay, I don't really know what's going on. He tries to like do some regular work. He's like looking at cases, but he keeps trying to think about where the ship could have gone, whether it's at Tyco or Palace or Ceres or other places. He just can't focus. So he stops trying to work and focuses on figuring out where um, Holden could have gone, yeah. which is classic. When I can't work, I also, of course, immediately look into whatever rabbit hole I'm going down. So, um, Miller with more relatable stuff here. Um, so, and we get into more and more detective stuff. So we'll see how I get through this. But um, basically, Miller starts with, okay, there's like, I'm going to look at the 10 busiest ports on either side of the downer on, you know, or the belt. He's not going to look at the Martian ones. There's no way that they went to Mars is what he thinks. Not with a Martian ship. Um, he also cut out all of the from these ports, all the the shipping logs or the docking logs that are at these these um, stations and asteroids and wherever uh, moons. He's going to get rid of all the docking logs related to ships that don't have Epstein drives. There are at all these places, there's local ships that do you know maintenance and local transportation that don't need Epstein drives and don't have them. So. Since he knows that they needed one to get away from the wreck of the Donager, he only wants to look at Epstein Drive ships. He then thinks about what other things he can cut away from all of these thousands and thousands of docking logs to look at a smaller sample. And he thinks about the flight path and how all of these ships have flight plans or when they, you know, just for their logs and and just to show where they've been and how long they've been gone. Um, if a ship has a flight plan that started before the Donager was killed, then I guess if it wasn't faked, which I guess he's assuming it wouldn't be faked, um, seems like a pretty strong assumption. He's like, well, I can probably get rid of, I can probably get rid of that one too. So I'm only going to look at things, ships that have flight plans that started after well, the Well, the flight plan to... Yeah, so the... the but the flight plan from... Um, Tycho would have to be after because like they couldn't like you have to submit the flight plan so like the they'd have to like submit it after that they're going from Tycho to to wherever they're going right because like it. you mean is it, does it like have to do with like telling the ship where to go so like you tell the ship where to go and that's the flight plan that gets right. so you could make up the the rest of the logs but if you needed like when you submit the flight plan to say hey I'm arriving on series like right you can't you set can't, up flight like, plan for it the time that it is. You couldn't like fake that, moment, that, right? Yeah, because yeah. like the the receiving dock would have to be in cahoots and fake it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. so he's like, okay, flight plan cannot start before the Donager exploded. So I'm gonna get rid of all those, all of those ones too. Um. So yeah, so he's looking through port logs, docking logs on Eros, Ganymede, Ceres, Tycho, Palace, and a few other stations in the belt. Um, while he's doing this, Miller gets a call. This is kind of an interesting aside. I'm not really 
honestly not really sure why they do this but um miller while he's doing this he gets a call from a tech um for octavia and she says that she has got dna results from a rape kit um that octavia was looking into and she says that it was this person's boss not her boyfriend that had raped her and they they've confirmed that and uh they've got a warrant for this guy's arrest and miller's like great he sees the name and he's like happy that it's this person i guess and i don't we don't really know who this man is um but miller clearly is pleased to go uh arrest this guy um so he drives off to to give this guy his arrest warrant and he talks to this guy's lawyer for a little bit um eventually he goes in to meet him his he's at an accounting office um he goes in to talk to mr dowd who is the rapist for this kit of the tech for the for the thing that octavia was looking into um miller has kind of a good line here he's like yo <laughs> like the lawyer's like hey if you screwed this up anything any accusations you have will be you know if you if you say anything wrong like it'll be i'm bringing this back to you my client is working on very important things between earth and mars and about blah 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 and miller's like don't care this is literally the only gonna be the only bright spot of my entire day and he hands the arrest papers to mr dowd to arrest him um while he's putting him on the cart as he's detained um a a woman who works there comes out to like watch this ever there's a lot of people watching mr job because he works in this office if someone if one of your co-workers got arrested he'd probably go out and watch as well um and i don't know he kind of notes that like she looks like a a fighter and she is looking at him at doubt and kind of looks at miller and just kind of nods briefly and miller's like yep okay i think we got the right guy um so after that miller kind of goes back finishes some paperwork does some normal things and then we kind of just kind of zoom out a little bit and that it was just kind of that's just kind of a random little normal interval uh day in the life of a detective type thing i guess and we zoom out and we get a little narration that three hours later miller's first docking log requests have come back and then we get a little in chapter cliffhanger uh five hours later the book reads the government of series collapses so yeah it's a little bit of a weird aside there that leads into the series government collapsing obviously something something happens and we learn about what it is immediately um because it's still in this chapter um earth is making the official move of pulling out their oversight of series station so they wow. are yep they're earth like pulls the, out. earth pulls out incredible <laughs> good for them um shadid kind of announces that you know until they hear otherwise our helix contract is still in place we're still security we're still the security force here um she indicates that a provisional government is being formed with local business and union representatives um miller thinks to himself like okay even if they're doing that like right now there are there's no actual laws written up right now because they were under the the jurisdiction of earth under earth laws um and an earth the governor and i mean if earth has like pulled out essentially then there's not really any laws in place or constitution or whatever um also no one's paying their salaries he thinks about yeah true um Shadid kind of mentions earlier and i think like you will come to your shift on time <laughs> i was like oh well no one is paying her salary so that's interesting um miller and octavia kind of like they're kind of 
talking about this for a second, kind of commiserating a little bit. Um, and it's kind of not, you're like, oh, they, they seem like they maybe like each other a little bit. Um, and then Octavia tells him that she's leaving. She's got something to go do. So she leaves. Um, Miller thinks to himself more after this. He's like, well, the OPA is probably just going to declare ownership of series now. Um, and he doesn't really have an opinion on that. But what his thought is, is that if the OPA does that, is Mars just straight up going to attack series? The thing that was keeping Mars from series in his mind was Earth's government or, you know, essentially their protectorship or however you want to call it over series. Um, I guess it was like a territory, maybe. Maybe that's how you consider right. it. Um, and he's just thinking, like, so will Mars attack Ceres now? Why would Earth do this <laughs> as the conflict is ramping up? And why would they put Ceres at risk like this? Was Are there people on Earth that understand the situation? Are there people at Earth that, that don't want Mars and the belt to be peaceful? Are there, is there someone on Earth that wants to stoke this conflict? Because that's seemingly what this will do because series will be independent. Now the OPA will likely declare that it's an OPA territory and Mars may attack it or invade or however that works. Right. Um, of course, Miller starts thinking about Julie classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> um, and he says out loud, what am I looking at? Julie, what did you see out there? <laughs> classic. Um, and then Shadid immediately comes over to talk to Miller uh, after she's done making her announcements. And she's like, okay, due to our current situation, you know, I need a team that I can trust with my life. You got to be top of your game. And Miller's like, okay, all right, I'll stop drinking. I'll get it together. We'll be good. And then Shadid's like, no, 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 no. no. Miller, you're fired. And that's how our chapter ends. And Miller is fired this will not ne- negatively impact his life at all no nope not zero way zero ways Honestly, about it kind of a weird chapter in my opinion kind of a weird a little one. bit the detectiving is cool i love when he's going through i just love detective stuff so i love that bit when he's trying to figure out the ship stuff and he's trying to deduce things yeah i think the, it's yeah the weird rape thing the case comes out of nowhere when you read that did that not throw you off a little bit yeah i don't like, know why it seemingly doesn't add anything to the plot they're just like yeah. and we arrested this rapist um and, and which we don't know who this person is miller is, maybe knows who this i'm not even sure maybe he just like i don't yeah, know I, I don't i have no idea maybe they're just showing that he's still like doing police work and he's i don't know I, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really add much to the. It's uh, weird. It's jarring. It's like, oh, okay. I guess this is what we're doing now. But then it immediately pivots back to our story. I don't know. Very I think they were strange. just trying to break it up. Very strange. Yeah. 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 Very odd. And yeah, I guess Miller's fired. So Miller's fired. Miller's fired. Poor guy. Like Rip Miller's career. Absolutely shit on the last couple chapters. Oh, I was gonna say I also like how like Miller's detective work seems believable. Like sometimes in detective novels, I'm like, all right, nobody on earth could make those deductions. But this is like Yeah, I could see how somebody could think through this and actually do this. Um This seems like a classic interview. It's like an interview question. I don't know if you've when you interview for 
accounting or finance jobs, they, what do they do? well, I mean, they ask you like, okay, so how many degrees are between the two hands of the clock when it's this time? Or they like ask that in interviews. Oh yeah, dude. It's fucked up. Why? Just because they hate, because no one respects themselves. Wait, um, why would they, um, why would that be helpful? Like, so we're going to want to hear how you think through things. Mm, fair. I still think, yeah, most of my interviews were not, I only had a few technical interviews. Um, I've had real, like, actual riddles asked in my interviews before. <laughs> I heard that some companies do do that, but I guess a that kind of makes I sense. I would say a lot do. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Most of mine are just, like, the star ones. They're, like... Engineering ones, you don't need to solve riddles. You just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta know your shit. <laughs> well, usually, like, or how, how I was described, they're, like, all right, you have an engineering degree. We know you can solve problems. Um, uh-huh. Just, like, are you... <laughs> can you do other things? Can you, can you talk to people? Can right. you, like, yeah... That's so. usually not the case. Usually with the finance accounting stuff, they want to see how okay. your brain works, if you can work through problems. Because usually yeah. you can't talk to people. Usually sometimes the problem is that you're dumb. <laughs> Sad problem. All right. Sad. But yeah, no, I've had literal, but this, I mean, this almost plays like an interview question. Like that's so the reason I brought that up is that it, this plays like an interview question. Cause I've been asked before, like, okay, say you're going to start a new gas station walk me through how you would do that and what you would look at and nice. why you would do everything. So like, that is what he's doing right here. Right. He's like, okay, we've got the Donninger here. We've apparently got a ship that gets out. How do we find out where the ship's at? Or how would you go about finding out where the ship's at? And he, yeah, he does it very logically. Um, and it makes sense. And that's, if you ask me how to do that, that's probably how I would do it too. So it's good yeah. stuff. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, he's smart. He's Everyone smart. thinks he's dumb, but he's, he's smart. Good guy. Uh, yeah, so back to Holden, though. Jimmer. Jimmy and the crew get off get off the ship, and they know, like I said before, no armed guards, just Fred chilling there. Just um, Fred. Yeah, and then it notes how they're, he, Fred's leading them down the hallways. It notes that Holden like stumbles because he's getting used to the, the spin gravity. Naomi gets a little chuckle in, laughing at old Holden. Look at this chemistry. Oh my god, it's not, I hate it. <laughs> it's not I, really I mean, good. I don't hate it long term, but I hate it right now. It's funny. It's great. It's good stuff. Um, so yeah, Fred's kind of giving him a tour, being like, yo, this is what it is, all cool stuff. And then, but Holden, Holden doesn't like this. He's like, so Fred, why, why are we here? Like, you're going to give us like rooms. You're going to let us stay here for free. Like, what's the what's the catch? Like, are you going to mm-hmm. like torture us or something? Uh, Fred kind of like shrugs this off and wants to talk about it in person. Um, but Holden doesn't really budge. And he's like, come on, we got to we got to get to this now. Um, but they eventually do get to the rooms. Uh, and then Fred kind of kind of opens up here and we get some of his thinking, uh, which is very, very cool. Um, he's he's like, so basically we're at. We're basically at war with Mars right now, and the OPA really doesn't want that because um, it's going to get ugly real quick. Like, right now, the Mars is blowing up ships. We're blowing up ships, but they could easily, like, attack Tycho or we could attack Mars' homeworld, and then it gets super ugly with, uh, like, millions of people dying. Um, so they they don't want that at all. Um, what what they really want, though, is to try to get out of this is a, a seat at the table, which if 
Maw or if the OPA has control of Holden and the uh, the depositions, it kind of gives them a a reason to be at the table. So yeah, they're talking, and Fred's like, "Yeah, we don't want war, um, and peace isn't an option, but there's a third option, and that third option is a trial for the for whoever <laughs> the blew third up the way. <laughs> But it was like it was like yeah, like revealed like that. He's like, "Well, we." We crossed off peace. We also crossed off war. Peace was never an option. He's like, he's like, there's a third way. Trial. It's kind of anticlimactic. By combat? Trial by combat? Trial. I demand a trial by combat. Yeah. I wish somebody would say that here. Um, yeah, that should be a thing. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's what they want out of this. They want to have Holden's crew to be like, yo, um, this is what happened, so we can we can try whoever did this once they figure it out, um, and it, it also gives kind of the OP kind of a bargaining chip or a reason to be at the table <laughs> to talk with the uh, the major forces, which is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is really the OPA's long term goal is to be a respected like form of government. Um, so and and so while they're talking about like the war and stuff, I love this imagery. They're like. Holden's chair made a fart noise and no one laughed. And it was like, <laughs> well, I guess that's one way to show that this is a serious conversation. Um, yeah, no just, one laughed at my fart joke. Everyone must be so serious right now because yeah. that joke would have killed if everyone was relaxed. Yeah, it was uh, very cool. Very cool. Very nice. Very legal. <laughs> um <laughs> Also, I noted when Holden like winces at one point because he's like, we don't need any more blood shed. And he's like, ooh, shed <laughs> that doctor we killed. Um, <laughs> like, God damn it. It's not, that even, it's not even that close. Come on. I mean, it's his name, but it's still like still it's still kind of funny. Ooh, shed. shed. Fuck. He died, man. All right. Moving on. <laughs> moving, moving on. Um, so Holden. Holden's like he's satisfied with this. He's like, all right, this is self-serving enough that um, I'm okay with this. I'm convinced you're not gonna like try to, I don't know, do something weird to us and fuck us over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that ends the the negotiation with uh with Fred, and then they're kind of free to roam the station. Like they're not uh, for the first time. They're not really like like it's not like on Mars where they're confined to their room. They're like he's like go wherever you want, just uh, stay on the station. Um. So they go out in the town. Naomi's up there singing Angry Belter Punk by the Moldy Filters, which is a great name. I love it so much. I actually love it so much. The Moldy Filters. It's <laughs> it's so good. Man. It, it like makes so much sense too. It does. I love it. <laughs> and I like I like the conversation after. Like Naomi's like, how was it? And Holden's like, it sounded like crap. And she's like, it's supposed to sound like that. <laughs> and he's like, all right, then it was good. <laughs> Perfect. Touche. So good. And then they, they, yeah, this is where they explain Alex has gone to play darts. Um, and he like bragged to them how Martians are the best at darts, which we like, we talked about this, not a weird play, my dude. Not good. In a, in a belter bar. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Just makes uh, a lot of sense. Man, you know, somebody got nailed to a wall. For <laughs> just the other day. Martian. Just the other day. And then he's arguing that Martians are superior. And they even like joke about this. They're like, oh, are we going to have to like pick his body up somewhere? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you are. This is funny. <laughs> Alex, what the hell, dude? Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, Amos Mars is... just incinerated like 50 <laughs> Belter ships like the other day. Like, Pretty insensitive. Don't talk about this right now. 
yeah that'd be like yeah just not great not great um but then they explain how amos is just uh found the nicest hookier could and went to go uh fuck her on Classic. fred johnson's dime <laughs> which is great it's just a great to think about priority straight he does and naomi's like oh we should go on an adventure and save alex and amos and like i'll get another drink and then holden here a little cringy is like whoa maybe we should settle down um and Naomi's basically like, fuck you. We almost got blown up like five times and all our friends are dead. This gonna... also, <laughs> why is Holden like the fun police now? I don't get I... it. This, a lot of this is very weird to me. Like everyone's acting think, weird right now. I, think and I don't Holden, understand. I think Holden's just like depressed and he's dealing with it <laughs> way differently than like Alex. Like Holden's just like wallowing in his sadness he and everyone else sad. is like. Yeah, he's like, I deserve this right now. I'm yeah. going to be sad. And, and everyone else is like, you should be sad through too. the sadness which i think is the way to go like <laughs> it definitely seems like the way to go like you're, I mean, it's you're, this is the first time that they've been able to like that they're free in like mm-hmm. weeks the first time that they're not like yeah potentially gonna die at some point like in weeks yep and yeah at the at the end of the day they're all probably gonna be sad but holden just <laughs> just wallowing in it he wasn't even drinking he was uh it explains how he was still nursing a whiskey he got Oh, yeah, everyone's just like night. having a great night people are going to hook up and then your buddy's like another round and you're like we shouldn't do this yeah. <laughs> like, why? Like, why? yeah i'd be like wait why am i friends with this person yeah why, why are you here very weird look and naomi naomi handles it pretty well she's like well i'm gonna go sing another song and yep. keep drinking which is yep. good for her Perfect. great good stuff um more we get some more holden vibes here he's like stare once again staring at naomi there's <laughs> not even like eventually like he d- he's done this like three or four times where he's just like staring at her imagining going back to his bunk with her it, even and then naomi looks at him sees him staring at her um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she just gives a wave he mm-hmm. gives a wave and leaves uh but still like i don't know my guy just watch her staring or like do something about just it don't do it just don't do it as much i don't know I, I don't anything know anything else um so he tries to sleep at his hole but then uh mm. he's like nah this isn't right he goes he goes to the the rosy um and he's he, a little introspection here about on the navy how guys would sleep with like a bunch of shit going on like wartime shit or people like playing music and playing cards where other people are sleeping and he's like man i wonder if that music actually helped them sleep because it was a distraction to for them being alone with their thoughts <laughs> just thinking about all the crap they saw which is he's really in it he's yeah, really he's in it right super now super in it he can't escape he's super he's in it deep not good but he uh yeah that i just... wish there was music so i couldn't be alone with my thoughts oh no <laughs> not good <laughs> truly tough truly tough uh yeah he just then he falls asleep to the air recyclers which is cute but yeah just uh you can see he's definitely not handling it the same way uh amy amy (laughs) naomi uh alex and amos are but pretty pretty wild pretty wild we get more about what the opa's gold goals are what fred's thinking and then also how the the crew's dealing with their uh their life yeah we get the opa the fred stuff is i mean the most important stuff yeah, Literally. I mean, I mean, arguably, I don't know. There's maybe yeah. important is not the best way to use it. But like in the political sphere, the OPA is not a recognized entity 
coordination by like Earth or Mars standards. They're just colonies or territories mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So the OPA is just doing the classic no taxation without representation thing. And that's clearly what men like Fred and Anderson Dawes on series are working towards is really literally just recognition um, that yeah. they are a political entity um, that, you know, decisions can't be made without their input. Um, I, you know, other stuff like that. So Fred sees Jimmy and crew as a key to helping them kind of Jimmer. gain legitimacy with Mars and Earth. Um, yeah. And that's very important to him. And that's obviously why he reached out and had them come over there. So, yeah, that's that's where Fred and this faction and also the Anderson Dawes factions, uh, you know, that's where they are. That's where that's where the OPA is that that those two are on. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not the entire OPA, but that is a big. Yeah, a large movement within the OPA. It's good stuff. Great stuff. Which is very interesting. And yeah, freaking sad. Holden is brutal. It's the worst. Holden. Rest in peace, dude. I can just imagine him. I just can't believe he tells her, like, maybe we shouldn't have another tequila. Man. She's not even that drunk. She's not even Rough that look. drunk yet. She's, she's not. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going home. She's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not her at all, though. She she literally was fine. Yeah, she was. She's just uh, singing the pain away. We all, we've been there. That's a good place Sometimes to be. Sometimes you just gotta sing karaoke. And drink mm-hmm. tequila, like by the moldy filters. By the moldy filters, the greatest man. band the what belt band. has ever, the greatest band the belts yeah. has ever known. So good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, All right, right. What, what is Miller? We get up back to? to Miller. He's dude. He's up to some shit. Is what he's up to. He's <laughs> fired. He's he's at a cafe. He's sipping coffee. He's doing the retired thing. five days later. Five days later, baby. <laughs> he's thinking about it. He's like, ah, wow, the life. Uh his Star Helix contract has been pulled. So that's not just for Miller, based on my understanding. The entire Star Helix contract has been pulled from series. So they are not the security force for the for the station anymore. Um, the Earth governor has left. He was smuggled out. Uh, the OPA has officially announced that Ceres is included within their territories. Um and yeah, we just kind of get a little bit of a we get a little bit of a flashback on Miller going through his first five days of unemployment. The first day he got super drunk. Um, he thinks about how we mainly did this because that seems like is what you're it's what you're supposed to do when you lose your long career. Um, and then on day two, he got a little bored. Um, day three, I didn't write down what he did. It probably wasn't important. Day four, <laughs> I think he got sober. He got so, oh yeah, he was hungover day two. Day three, he got bored. Yes. And then on day four is when shit gets real. He realizes that about 80% of his docking log requests had come through to uh, must be his personal terminal before he got chick canned by Shadid. So over a thousand entries he's got, docking log entries, and any one of them could lead to Julie, his muse, his siren. Um, so Miller is, of course, sitting in a cafe, sipping coffee, reviewing docking logs, which actually sounds kind of nice. Um, he's looking through some. He's looking through some ships. He looks at one for the Adrianople, which I maybe think is a Greek word. 
another ship <laughs> named the Badass Motherfucker. He's like, no way. There's no way they'd be called this. It's way too obvious. <laughs> um, and he thinks about how long it'll take him. He's like, okay, if I'm looking at these about 15 minutes a piece, I might be able to get through all of them in six weeks if like the very last one is the one that I think is James Holden. Um, because he's looking for James Holden and crew. Yes. Um, while he's doing this, he gets chime on his terminal. So his terminal rings. But they call it chime, so I'm using the words that they use. Uh, he looks at the message coming in, the recording coming in, and it's, it's Havelock. Uh, Havelock mentions that he heard about Star Helix pulling the contract. Um, he's sorry about Shadid firing him. So apparently, so Miller must have messaged him before this. Um, Havelock says that he's heard that Earth is dropping anything that could be a point of contention between the OPA and Mars. They are really withdrawing from any sort of position that they're in regarding this current conflict, which is really weird, which seems really odd um, to me, I guess. They don't really comment on that yet. Yeah. Uh, additionally, he says that he signed on with Protogen Security. Seems like a wow. nice stand-up company. Um, and he lets Miller know that he thinks that they're hiring, that they've got a secret, <laughs> I guess it's not secret, <laughs> that they've got a base somewhere that they train people on. It seems nice. Um, and Havelock's like, well, I hadn't heard about it before, so it seems cool. And yeah, definitely nothing, nothing weird going on there. Um, no, seems up and up to me. Yep. Mm -hmm. Miller thinks about getting a job more. He's like, well, shit, I haven't looked for a job in a long time. And I do not have a lot of money, so I'm going to need to find a new job very soon. Um, and he's like, okay, well, the last thing that I should be doing right now is sitting around. And, and this is a quote, and I don't know why he's, if this is what he's doing, but I, I, he says that the last thing that he should be doing right now is sitting around and ogling girls in the park. He's sitting in a cafe next to a park, and apparently he's ogling girls. He says that? Because yeah, it's also weird because yes, he's he says like, that. these girls are like 16. Or right, like later, yeah, he like The stops. girls that get mentioned that are playing in the park, which I didn't say, but there's like girls next to, there's like boys and girls playing in the park. They're apparently 15, 16. And then he drops this. So like, does ogling imply... Sexually, the sexual nature, like you're like admiring their, you're admiring bods. You're like, oh Let me wow, look this up. I'm googling nice. it. Rip my search Google history. Word. Google the definition. Stare at and oh god, <laughs> Lesh, lustrous manner, lustrous manner, lascivious, lascivious, lascivious. I I can't read, man. L e c h e r o u s. Oh no no, that's not that's not the word I was thinking of. Um. But then listen to this example. Lecherous. 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 Listen yes. to this example. He was ogling her breasts. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. so not a, not not what Holden needs. Or not, sorry. Holden would never do this, by the way. My boy. <laughs> he doesn't ogle. <laughs> my boy is not an ogler. Unless it's ogles. Naomi. Uh-uh. Just None at there. grown women. Grown belter women. Tall, six, tall six girls. Six feet or up. For yes. Holden, that's it. No little girls. <laughs> oh God. So right. yeah, I mean, very confusing, and they don't clear it up, and it's, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. He's but he's apparently ogling girls at the park. The only girls that are mentioned were the sixteen-year-olds. Still not as those bad the, as those are the facts. And still we're not as bad as a Stephen King novel. Nope, it's not. <laughs> not many things are. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> the uh so okay getting back to this he he thinks to himself that he 
it doesn't make sense to be be looking at girls in the park that may or may not be of age. Um, and he and chasing down leads on a case that he wasn't supposed to be working in the first place. Um, and then he continues reviewing ships. <laughs> so like he clearly realizes that this is dumb, kind of. Like he thinks it's dumb, but like in a weird like, oh, this would be dumb if someone else was doing it, but I am doing it, so yeah, I'm gonna continue doing it because I want to do it. Um, so he reviews a couple more ships. The Dagon, probably not this one, Ooh. but then we get to one, the Rasinante. Interesting. Whoa. It's like, wait a minute, <laughs> why would a gas hauler that was their fake transponder code ship? Be going from Palace to Tycho, two stations. Both of these stations consume gas. They don't produce it. It wouldn't be horribly efficient for a gas hauler to go between these two because it's a massive waste of docking fees and you would lose money on this trip. So Miller's kind of looking at this thing like, hmm, this is a little fishy. He requests a flight plan for the Rasinante. Um, and Miller thinks about this a little bit more, and the request that he puts in has to go all the way to Palace. And what that means is that the flight plan was not included within the initial docking log request, or, or there's, it wasn't included with the information that was sent over, which normally they, it would be, I believe. So he's like, that's also fishy that the docking log, the flight plan information was not included here. And then it's going to have to go back to the actual dock to, to look for it. And Miller is getting a hunch that this may be them. Um, you know, this is a little bit of a, you know, it, he was he's going to have to find it. The story needs to move along. He finds it pretty quick, but it's fine. We're moving past it, in my opinion. Um, Miller officially starts ignoring the hundreds of other docking logs he has. He's like, this one's probably it. I'm going to we're going to step back. We're going to stop. We're going to move on. Um, after this, he decides to message Havelock back. Uh, he says that he might take him up on that offer to work for Protogen, uh, but that he's got a couple important things to finish up on series first. Uh, he asks Havelock for a favor that he needs to keep track of a ship. And he asks if Havelock can put a low-level tracker on the Rasinante and that he'll buy him a drink the next time he sees him. And he ends it with, take care of yourself, partner. Um... <laughs> So he still thinks about Havelock as a partner. He respects him a little bit, at least, which is good. Very cute. Um, and then after this, Miller does some classic reflecting. He's like, wow, all I can do now is ask for favors. And I have no real influence anymore because I'm not a cop. Um, but then he's like, well, OK, I if this is them, then I'm actually pretty smart. Still is basically what he thinks to himself. Um, while he's thinking this, there is an explosion that comes from the spinward direction. So I'm assuming that means up um where there's more spin and there's voices raised in anger and he hears rough chanting and miller's like oh well that's a riot and yeah. miller there's some people that like try to go including one of the 16 year old girls uh that he was ogling apparently um they tried they're gonna go towards the riot to try and help i guess and miller's like nope i think that's something that uh, the cops can take care of and he goes the other direction so <laughs> miller is miller's fully uh out of it yeah and he doesn't care clearly well he tries All to help he, that girl 
Well, kind of. He's like, what? hey, don't go over don't there. Don't go over there. <laughs> well, she's like, you and should like, help. Well, I'm going to go over there. And yeah, help. and also like, you should go over there because no. you could maybe help. And he's like, oh, well, nothing he's, I can no, do. No, he's like, I already did. <laughs> and uh, by he's saying he did because he told her not to. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, that's what I understood, too. He could be maybe saying like, well, I was already a cop once, so I tried. But yeah. I think he's just saying that I tried by telling you to not go over there, too. Yeah. Yeah, very uh, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, Miller basically, we get, we, I mean, Miller's like, yo, I don't care about this riot. All I care about is Julie. We, we get that more and more as we continue going. He's just straight up obsessed. That's all I can think about. That's the only thing he can focus on right. is figuring out where Julie is. So that's what he's going to do. Um, we learned that curfews are in effect on series. If you're out uh, more than two hours on either side of your working shift, uh, you are subject to arrest. Uh, apparently, all are not all. There's a a chunk of Earth and Luna-based companies that are pulling back down the gravity well, so they're kind of retreating to mm-hmm. Earth and the Moon, um, which is not a good sign for the conflict happening there. It means that they're worried. Um, Mars and the Belt conflicts continue to rise. Mars, the situation right now basically is that Mars knows the Belt can't really win this war because Mars' military is so much more technologically advanced so much bigger so much stronger um but the developers don't really have anything to lose like they don't have a lot that they're risking um so it's the conflict generally just shaping up to not end well for anyone um right miller thinks about how he just can't really do much about this that's just kind of how it is at the moment uh what he can do is try to find james holden uh and what he really means by this is that he can try and find julie um so uh, he does what anyone, any sane person would do here. He talks to an imaginary Julie that he's made up. Um, he's packing. He's back at his, at his hole. Uh, he's packing everything into a shoulder bag, a change of clothes, his papers, uh, his hand terminal. And then, um, you know, one of the essentials that he packs is a picture of Candace. He uh, puts in his bag to take with him. Yeah, it's. Uh... Why does he do this? <laughs> I don't he's know. He's got one bag. And he's like, oh, yeah, this. My, I got you my know clothes. What I need? Yeah. Pa- oh, papers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, t- my phone. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay. My ex wife. Picture of my ex wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Fair. Like, I, like, what? It just, I don't get it. He has a lot of issues, clearly. He's got. I'm going to say this. I mean, we, we've, I've said it a million times already. My dude is like fucking weird. He's weird. This is your boy. This is your boy right now. He's. So James Holden good, would never. But also so bad. What do you... Oh, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> He's never done anything fucked up or strange or weird. No. Well, he at least doesn't um, Google 16-year-olds. Hoggle. <laughs> Google. Google sounds worse. It sounds worse. Stop Googling. <laughs> um, he also brings all the data from the Julie case that he was able to save, obviously. Uh, he thinks that after packing up, he ponders this, and he's like, well, man... I should have more stuff right now based on where I am at in my life. He's like, well, no, this is actually probably right. Um, and that's it. And then he leaves his hole. Uh, and we don't really know why he's leaving it, but we'll get there. Uh, he makes his last rounds of Seri Station. Uh, he's, he wants to say goodbye to the few people that he might miss or that might miss him. He finds Octavia Moose at a police bar. And to his surprise, she actually hugs him very tight for a long time. And she actually tears up while they say goodbye. And that's kind of a sweet moment. 
but we haven't really known Octavia that long, but it's still sweet. Um, he books a trip to Tycho. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. This costs him a quarter of the money that he has in his bank account. 25%. It's a big plan. My man has no job. He's off looking for Julie. He's spending just boatloads of money trying to find Julie. And as he's in line to get on the ship to go to Tycho, his terminal chimes again. And it's Havelock. And Havelock's like, yo, I got a hit on that ship that you wanted me to track. Um, here you go. They're go- they're- they put in a flight pan to go to Eros. And Miller's like, oh, fuck. Thank God I just got that before going to Tycho. Like, Jesus. He steps out of line and gets a refund for a ticket, and then he spends a little bit more money to buy a ticket to Eros instead. Uh, he talks to his imaginary Julie once again, and he's like, man, I hope I'm right about this. Uh, if Holden is not on Eros, I am going to feel pretty <laughs> stupid. Um, and imaginary Julie says back to him that life is risk. Yeah. And that is the end of, of this chapter. Fair. So Miller is going to Eros. And at this point, we don't actually know if uh, Holden and the crew are going to Eros. So, but we also know that they are on the Rocinante. So we do, I guess, know that the Rocinante <laughs> yeah, is going to Eros. So. Spoiler, yeah. they're, going, they're going to Eros. <laughs> they're, we're going to have a party on Eros. It's going to be a little more wild. than a party. Pretty wild on Eros. Uh-huh, we're going to get uh-huh. pretty freaky in a lot of ways. <laughs> a lot of ways. <laughs> on Eros. Mm-hmm. Man, that's going to be great. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good chapter. All these are good I like chapters. His, again, I love his detectiving. I like reviewing the logs. I didn't go into detail in the logs, but each of the four logs he reviewed has nice little details yeah, on I it. I imagine they're in a nice the Excel ships. file, and he's just yes. uh, doing yep. some filters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got some tabs. Yeah. There's slight a slight breeze. Slight breeze mm-hmm. on series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Sounds like ogling Good stuff. Good stuff. underage Ooh, girls. Okay, no, stop. <laughs> That's it. That's where the comparisons stop. That is unfortunately where they stop. I don't know. Miller is a pedophile. Is that what we got out of this? Is uh, he... So no, okay, we're not getting into this. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to argue. But technically, a pedophile is someone who's attracted to non-puberty people. So, um, you're right. We shouldn't have brought that up. But moving yeah, no. and ending that convo. Uh, moving on back to Jimmer. This is the book's <laughs> fault. It's, we are the ones asking these questions. The book is posing them. Yeah, we'll see how that holds up in a court of law. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Your Honor, the book made us talk about the children. <laughs> Miller does not come out of this looking well, and we're trying to figure out what the actual intent is here. Yes, 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 yes. And I don't freaking know. And it's no one disturbing. knows. Yeah, um, well, back to Holden, and my guy's still inside himself, um, thinking about how it feels to be shipbound like a trapped animal. Um, also, he's not really shipbound. He's he can go all around. Tycho yeah, Station. so he's talking about. Well, he's not talking about like right now. He's like he's like reminiscing. He's like, oh, oh okay, I remember okay. when I was in the navy and I was stuck in the ship, and then mm. every time we get to a port, we go wild. And he's like, that's definitely what Amos did because Amos is sitting there barely alive because he's got a massive hangover and his balls are gonna die he says i love this imagery um an empty account a sore groin and a prostate as dry as the sahara (laughs) 
which is great. My man knows how to party. He's he's been milked properly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's like he's like laughing at Amos, like ah, right. I've been there. We've all we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> Who whose prostate has not been as dry as the Sahara every now and again? Yeah. Yep. yep that's yep, life, yep. baby. That's, that's life. Li- that's life. That's showbiz. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So Amos is sitting there watching the Martian news. Which is, it's heavily Martian skewed, like, oh man, I can't believe these belters are bombing our ships, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So, they're like, well, this is kind of stupid. Um, and then Naomi comes in, she's got them some sushi, which is apparently, uh, fish with fake seaweed, which is interesting, they got real fish, apparently, maybe? They got, re- got real fish? I, no way it's real fish, it's gotta I be I mean, I fish. feel like fish can grow anywhere, like... Just need some water, but seaweed apparently you can't grow. That would, that doesn't make sense. Maybe, but not. I mean, you would need to transport the fish out there. Yeah, they they're small. They have eggs. But Who I understand knows? what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, technically, if you got a tank and you got the right, that'd be weird. What would it be like to swim in zero g? That would that would be odd. Dude, maybe. Hmm. Would you die? Would it be hard to get back up to the surface? No. Uh, it'd be hard to contain it. So, like, yeah, because, like, say I'm in, I'm floating in zero-G. Well, I guess they're not in zero-G because they have the artificial gravity, so that does make sense. But if you are in zero-G, then, like, so the water tension keeps all the, the, that's why you see, like, in the videos of the juice or, like, astronauts, like, squirting a little water out and it forms, like, a ball. Yes, That's right. just, like, the mm-hmm. surface tension and, like, the natural right. form it takes. So, mm-hmm. like, but if you're inside that ball... I imagine you still could, like, because how you swim, obviously, like, you push water aside and you, like, go through it. But I imagine if you, like, push too hard and if the ball wasn't big enough, like, the water would just shoot away. I don't, I don't know. Mm. This is very weird. I imagine you could still propel yourself through it, though. Because, like, yeah, like, it's still, it still work. I don't know. I feel like the risk of drowning is way higher. Mm, maybe. It'd be very confusing. I feel like. But what isn't? But anyway, they eat some sushi. That's All is well in the world. Holden brings up to the team. He's like, yo, we should do something. Because <laughs> <And laughs> he doesn't want to just sit there. Uh, Guys, very... I am losing my mind. <laughs> they've been there like a day. I don't, I don't, uh, I think they've been there like three days, maybe. I don't know. But um, maybe a week. Who knows? But the, the rest of the team is not really on board with it. Um. He's like, dude, we're basically in prison here and living off of Fred's dime. And he wants to, like, get jobs for themselves and go and meet the world, which is wild. You freeloaders. Yeah, go that's basically what he's saying. It's unreal. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's very kind of crazy. Um, but the, the crew is like, all right, let us have, like, a week or two more here and then we'll go do whatever you want and get some money of our own uh and holden's holden can can at least dig with that he says uh that since he's got something to look forward to or he knows they're not going to just be there indefinitely that he's he's fine with that so amos can go fuck some more whores and alex can almost get killed every night just by <laughs> proclaiming he's the best martian dartist in the world Classic. um yeah just crazy but then uh dartist is that Dartist. That's it. Dartist. That's how we call dart players. Okay. Moving um, on. So Na- Na- Naomi comes back up to 
Holden is like, yo, I can't crack this stupid data cube. Can we give it to Fred? Because uh, he seems pretty smart and his people are pretty smart. Um, and Holden's like, uh, we should probably think about that because we're we're given like something like some pretty important Martian intel to the enemy of the Martians, which is the OPA, right? Yeah, yeah no, that's so, actually. Good. I mean, that Holden, Holden for once is being yeah. pretty smart here. This Wildly. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, so this, I mean, this kind of makes sense, because he doesn't, Holden, although he wants everyone to know everything, he also doesn't want, he's like, he doesn't want, it, it's weird, because he doesn't want war, though. So. He also definitely doesn't want people to die, like, if the OPA learns information, and mm-hmm. then Martians die because of it, like, he doesn't want that. Yeah, it's also, like, the freedom of info, so he doesn't want, like, a team to have an upper hand on each other, he wants, like, yeah. everyone to be fair and balanced. Like Fox News, so Mm balance. Yeah, so, so that's like Holden's thing. He's like, ah, we'll have to, we'll have to think about this. Um, but then a little cute moment here. Naomi tells Holden he's doing a great job as captain, and unbelievable. He's not just Um, their captain by formality. And then she blushes a little, and Holden, oh my god, blushes, and it's it's very cute, very cute. We're leading up, we're getting there. Not cute. I hate it. It's very cute. Worst. It's hot and uh it it must have been um but that just leads up so later they're they're meeting in fred's office which is described as pretty badass he has like an amazing artificial view and he has a real wooden desk which is i i gotta imagine pretty pretty cool because that means you gotta ship out the freaking trees from earth goddamn so it's holden's very impressed with fred's office um uh he explains how uh gorillas gorillas gorilla belters have been firing at ships now um so now okay to be clear to be clear (laughs) (laughs) the the gorilla as in the gorilla warfare the fighting forces not 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 The gorilla the as in an ape. <laughs> There's a subspecies of both there's who are gorillas. Um yeah, so like yeah, gorillas as in like the gorilla warfare type. Gorilla thing. warfare. Gorilla warfare. Which is again, if you're not familiar with that phrase, is not banana eating gorillas. Nope. It's it's like fighting not straight up battles, but being sneaky. Yeah, yeah it's it's non official wars. Um whatever. I don't know how to explain it. It can be official, but like, it's just not like you don't, there's not like a, a one there's army definitely attacking like a another change army. tactic of like, yeah. back in the olden yeah. days, you used to line up and shoot each other, and then they don't do that anymore. So, but not basically, anymore. like, rogue ships are trying to blow up Martian ships. So now Martians are being more, um, more shoot first, ask questions later. They're just blowing up ships like they did to that, that Belter one, um, that we talked about earlier and not, not taking any chances, which is, uh, is is bad and is also making it harder for them to get supplies because the, the belter ships don't want to bring things to the opa because they're like we might just plane get shot um so it's it's putting a strain strain on the the station uh so therefore fred is asking to borrow the rosinante uh and holden is not not on board he's like uh what are you gonna do 
Yeah, I need to know what you're what you're doing with my ship. It's, it's... bro. You need my you need my car. Why yeah. do you need my car? Yeah, I'm. I'll just drive you. No, no, no. I need to borrow your car. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I understand this. Like, yeah, it's pretty it nuts. And then so Fred's finally like, all right, there's this guy named Lionel Pulowski. We got to pick up an Eros. And he's <laughs> Lionel. Like... <laughs> I love Lionel. And then uh, is it? Am I pronouncing his name wrong? No, Lionel. Okay. Lionel Pulowski. Pul- Polanski, yeah, that's how I is say it. Polanski it. or Polanski? It might. Be, uh, I put Polanski in my notes. Very well, could have misspelled it. Um, either way, doesn't really make sense. But Lionel Polanski, Polanski. So I did do it right. Um, so they have to go to Eros to pick this guy up because he checked into a hotel. Um, but plot twist, Holden's like that should be easy. He's like, well, plot twist, he doesn't exist. <laughs> that, that that is a made up name. To be clear, the- it's the most made up name I've ever heard. The second you read that, you're like, this name's not real. There's no <laughs> one Lionel named Polanski. Lionel Polanski. Like it's clear. Like no yeah. way. There's um, no way. Yeah. So that was the that was the made up name they they put in for the owner of the scalpuli. So the fact that this guy has Huge. checked into hotel on Eros means Huge. Something weird's going on, and you could probably guess it if you're not an idiot that uh, mm-hmm. Lionel Polanski may be Julie. Um, Who could say? The only survivor, but we'll find that out later. Uh, there but, are no other survivors that we know of at this point. Yeah, so then Holden's like, all right, I'm on it. And, and Fred's like, uh, you're on it. Um, and Holden's like, yeah, man, it's my ship, dude. But... Uh, Fred's like, man, I need you because if we don't get these depositions, that's like the whole reason. That's like the whole reason you're here. So we can get the depositions. We can uh, have a seat at the table. Um, but Holden Holden fights back. Um, he's like, oh, what are you going to do? Lock me up? And Fred's like, uh, maybe, but that might. Fred's a political savvy guy. He knows that doesn't look the best if he locks him up. Um, and he's like. Uh, he also gives them, he puts on the table the bargaining chip of the the data cube. He's like, I have this data cube from the Martians. Uh, you can have it if you let us go. And Fred's like, well, maybe. But how are we going to, like, make the Rosinante, like, be able to go get him? It's going to be, like, hot and heavy. It's going to be super dangerous. And But Holden has plans for this, too. He says, well, I already, he has drawings, <laughs> which is hilarious. He's like, look at this. We're going to strap some tanks onto the Rosinante. We're going to paint her. We're going to tie random objects to it to make it look like a scraped together belt ship. Um, and no one will know by just looking at it that it's uh, that it's a warship. So that's uh, that's his plan. And Fred's like, sounds good to me. Um, and yeah, he also says he'll give the the, def- the deposition. So he still he has like video to go off of at least if they die um and uh fred's like all right fine and but he says if you're if you're gonna be working for me i want the ability to counter offer any any offers you might get um from other people and uh you better do what i whatever i say and holden's like all right as long as we got the uh contract um and then immediately holden calls naomi and is like we're going to Eros, which is they don't really say like how much time has passed, but I I'd like to imagine it's like still the afternoon and Holden has already the signed him up for a job. Yeah, it's like uh, it's been a day and a half. All Holden has done is drawn up plans on how to disguise the Rasinante, and then he's like, is, "We gotta get the fuck off this station. I'm dying." <laughs> this is truly hilarious. That like all Holden can think about is like 
how do I do more work? Or how, like, um, I don't understand why he goes wild. so stir crazy here. He goes stir crazy in literally like one hour. Yeah. They, they get off the ship. They talk to Fred. He like the second he gets off the ship. He's trying to talk to Fred in the hallway. And Fred's like, yo, this stuff's kind of secret. Let's <laughs> wait until we get to the office yeah. where we're going right now. I yep. was like, oh, fine. <laughs> and then yeah. like one hour later, Holden is immediately like, yo, this is. This is actually Same worse for me. than He's that. crying at the club. Yeah, He's, unbelievably. It's very sad, but um, he gets he gets what he wants. Um, yeah, and I guess, so, I mean, it's kind of like they're going to get paid for this. So that <laughs> right, is he becomes Holden less of a wanted, freeloader right? and more of a uh, a contractor, which is... Holden very much like a bootstraps guy. Better, He's like, Yo, he we is gotta, a bootstraps guy. We got to pull our weight, people. Yeah, we got to pull and our weight. He, Oh man, I ain't taking no damn handouts. Exactly from the, from the government. I also think it's Fred Johnson. <laughs> right, right. I also think it's his way of. Uh, he also mentions earlier it's a it's kind of about revenge. He's still like pissed off that like somebody blew up the cant, that somebody um, blew up the Doniger, yes. yep. and like mm-hmm. they're not answering for it. And they they i didn't mention this earlier but he's like well that's what the trial is for he's like well i i want to do some real revenge which is i would like to actually murder these people that yeah would be great. and then they're <laughs> like fine but it's not <laughs> real <laughs> then he's like um they're like we don't even know who to murder though and like not important it's <laughs> like we're not gonna find him sitting here not important. which is fair which is fair but like details 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 who cares <laughs> who cares who needs him yeah so holden's ready to get back out there um and gets his gets his wish here um it's still i'm still a little surprised that fred lets him go because they seem like such a key bargaining chip even if he has their like video depositions um to have holden on his side seems very key like um so i'm I'm a little surprised he lets him go but he does need like this is big like the fact that someone from the scalpuli may be alive is could be massive for the opa so i guess i kind of get that yeah it's massive for them it's massive for holden because like we yeah. said the revenge the revenge that he wants yep in some form or another uh extra legal revenge <laughs> um and yeah it's um it is interesting holden does not understand what he's getting into right nope. now um, Zero. um fred probably does a little bit more um yeah but holden does not nope he absolutely does no, not I would, I would argue fred doesn't really even because he doesn't no, know anything about the protocol no one really does anything so. holden, but like i don't think holden holden even cares he doesn't even think once about the danger that a surviving he person does not the scopuli yeah. carries with them right like yeah. he doesn't even think about like yo this person if anyone finds them or if the group that murdered the scopuli canterbury slash donager they want they absolutely want this person dead like there is no other option for them and they're absolutely going to be looking for anyone that survived this so yeah, yeah it is it's it is uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun it's gonna to be see. dangerous I, this, yeah it's classic holden blinders of uh they're on i don't they're care on. what this he's not even thinking about the danger he's just like yeah, I do this shit. Um, very cool, very nice. Yeah, and very so legal. we officially have 
we are on a collision Ooh. course yes. with our two main characters. Which is great. Love to see it. I love, I love this part of every book because every pretty much all the books like start out with different characters as the as the piece and you're like all right how is this random guy from a ship this mm -hmm. martian soldier and like other people gonna meet and then it right. happens and you're like yes yep. i love it They're coming uh, together yeah Heroes, it's good stuff. baby good stuff well science Man. science tuesday science tuesday this week here. on science tuesday asteroid mining do, so, do, do, do. it's not so horribly related but we thought we'd just talk about it because yeah, it's, a, it's a part of it's kind of real it's a part of and, the expanse universe i mean so like they literally were mining ice asteroids uh well, yes. kind of i mean yeah well, they, they were, were mining taking comets out of orbit to keep them right. from water refueling right, right. Oh. yeah so they're 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 doing that like and obviously that's it's a big part of the Expanse universe. That's how they like build yeah. ships and stuff in space and do a bunch of things. Obviously, we are not anywhere near this level yet because uh, yep. we don't we don't have ships. A lot of ships in space. We have hard to get out there. We have things in near Earth orbit, um, but nowhere else. So yeah, so asteroids are pretty cool. Um, a lot of, most of the asteroids are in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter or mm -hmm. the Kuiper belt, which is outside of, um, what's the last one? Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. No, that's not a real one. Pluto is in the Kuiper belt. Wow. It's Taking not a, a planet. It's not a planet. Taking um, a strong stance. That's where most of them are, but there are other asteroids. Sprinkled some, if anyone's listening to this, we're going to lose some listeners over that. I one. mean, if somebody made it this far, then we're, we could do anything. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we could shoot somebody on cast and they're still listening. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, mid cast, huh? Mid, I would, I wouldn't say this is mid cast. Holden would. Holden would. Holden would. No, Holden, oh, he would quit. Yeah. Amos That's would ground. Get, find your own ride home. That's what he would say. Uh, yeah, but this is where most of the asteroids are, but there are other ones just flying around, um, varying in lots of size and weight. Uh, so notably this one asteroid that we've, we've peaked at, uh, 16 Psyche. I don't know if that's a misspelling for me. Don't quote me. I'm sorry, but uh, it's, it's 230,000 meters long, um, 2.5 to 10 to the 19th kilograms, which is a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and we suspect it as enough golden platinum to cover the earth's need for literally millions of years uh Pretty nice which would be nice. wild um however there's this little thing about about cost so it costs a shit ton of money to uh to go into space right now and also to um yeah just to go into space get equipment up there and do things so it's not as uh it's 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 very it's not really viable as far as the economics don't make sense to to go mine bring stuff back um and do things however yeah, not economically viable or like feasible really i mean we are so we have like we have done things like we have landed on asteroids we have taken sort right. cork samples yeah. and stuff like that which is pretty neat and pretty cool if you think about it super um, cool super cool yeah i, I mean nothing like we've done it is crazy either we've done it is insane it i mean yeah that is it's cool to think about i would like to land on an asteroid once just like uh what's his name Steven Tyler, <laughs> not Steven Tyler, in that movie that one time. But Steven Tyler, wait, what movie? It, well, Steven Tyler is the guy who sings the 
Isn't that Aerosmith lead? Singer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's the main like song of that one movie where that asteroid's coming in and they're gonna blow it up. Oh man, that escapes and, me. I do not know right now. All right, well, I'll, you will have to watch it after this. But, uh, but so there is, there's like a theoretical plan plan of how we would do this, or at least start asteroid mining, mm-hmm. and that would be to send a probe to a near Earth asteroid. So again, this wouldn't be in the asteroid belt. This would be one near Earth orbit. We go out there, grab this asteroid. We'd stabilize it, stop it from spinning and such, and make sure it's just this hunk of rock floating. Now, and then, over the course of a while, we bring it back and put it into Earth's orbit, um, which is intense to me, um, but yep. apparently is could be feasible, because once you get like something moving, and if you do the right math to figure out the trajectory you need it, you just got to get it like kind of near Earth, and then you can, you'll, it'll be in its orbit. So then, once we got it in Earth's orbit, so this is like a major... We're pretty far from this because, like, all of what I just said would take major engineering and like a lot of work to do. But assuming we get all that right, yeah, um, then we would begin the the process of mining it. Now that's close to Earth, so we go up there um, and get the materials, and then you could literally just drop them onto Earth, like with gravity, um, and mm-hmm. then have like ships build them up. Or we could start like basically a manufacturing site in space for like other metals to create anything ships stuff things Mm -hmm. um which would be wild and that would kind of like theoretically this could kind of propel us into more mining or more space exploration because once we start we get up to space we start building stuff in space we use those things that we built in space to go other places um that would really kind of uh yeah i guess propel the space race industry thing we're gonna be there eventually. Daddy Musk. It's gonna be burning up soon. So yeah, yeah Musk base. So they're gonna be the first first ship out of here. So yeah, we're already really lowering the the cost of going to space with, uh, I mean Elon Musk having the or SpaceX doing the landable rockets and stuff like that, which is yep. pretty cool. Um, so once we figure some of that stuff out, we'll we'll be doing this at some point. It has to make. No, I mean it just we gotta once it makes economic sense, it'll move. It'll be wild. I mean, I I imagine at some point it'll just I mean you're already kind of seeing there's already space companies for like a lot of space companies forming. Um right. but like once it becomes it's just like going to the new worlds. Like all of a sudden, like before it was just uh countries doing it, um, like chartering ships to go just sail into what they thought was like nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um Right. And then eventually it was like, wow, there's resources over there. We could get some money. There's populations to enslave. Yeah, yeah. lots of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that I imagine at some point it'll just shoot off. Um, it may not be that close in the future, when. but mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's just a matter of when. But yeah, cool Fun stuff. stuff. Fun little fact. About half the mass of the belt. Even Wikipedia refers to it as the belt, which I love. Belters. It's contained in the four largest asteroids, Ceres, Vesta, Pallas, and Hygieia. Yeah, they're big. We were going to name Ceres as another planet, and then we're like... It's a dwarf planet. It's classified as a dwarf planet. Right. Yeah, but we were going to be like, yo, this is a real planet. But uh, then we're like, oh, wait, there's a lot of these objects out here. <laughs> yes. Also, it's um, a lot smaller than Pluto, too. So it would be, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't make sense to be like a planet. Still, like, big, it's, though. 
It's, it's kind of similar to the size of Pluto's moon Charon, which is interesting. I thought Pluto's moon was pretty large, like almost the nope. size of Pluto. Nope. All right. It's smaller. I don't believe you, but that's fine. It, well, it is. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Out my window. I can right. see it. Fair. No, you can't see it. It's not possible. <laughs> but yeah. It actually has a lie. <laughs> uh, good. good it's thing. interesting. Eventually, one day, we will be mining asteroids. That's just, that's just a fact. That's a fact. Those are things. And it'll be wild. It'll be weird. And by that point, we'll have colonies in the belt, and we will be living out. Absolutely, we'll be colonizing I hope Mars. We get to expanse. That's almost guaranteed. Right? I mean, it, like, yeah, when you yeah. say in the future, at some point, people will be living on Mars, doesn't that seem like guaranteed almost? Yeah, if you if you guarantee we don't blow ourselves up or something first, then I think they're almost right. all futures that have people if, living as long on as Mars. humans are alive and alive. But like this, but these books takes place in like twenty two or twenty three hundred, right? Something like that. I don't, it never again. It never like specifies a date, but yeah, it's like estimated in that around. Say we around haven't blown ourselves up like two hundred years from now, and somehow the Earth is still livable like two hundred, three hundred years from now. You would gotta think that. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I hope. I don't have a lot. I don't know if I yeah, like would bet on it. Tell me, Dak. <laughs> what do you know? I don't know. We're, I think we're behind. Uh, I definitely think we're behind. I, I think the it has to become more. If Once somebody like goes to the moon and starts making money, then I, I'll i have my hopes up. I wonder, but like, is there any way that we would make money on the moon? Like, I don't know if there is. Yeah, there's it's there's nothing on the moon. It's like big old rocks. You helium 3, dude. Helium 3. Rocks. We also have the help? issue, there's major issues with staying on the moon. One of them is like, I mean, they say this, like radiation, like oh, yeah, magnetic field, magnetic yeah, sphere right. solves right. a lot of radiation issues. Like mm -hmm. you're just getting bombarded with radiation out there. So um, yeah, maybe we can go into lunar bases later. I actually did a whole report on lunar bases. I should pull that up. Bases. That could be a good sign or Tuesday. Um. Because on in this universe there is people do live on the moon, Luna. People do live on the moon. Yep. So Luna, good for them. But uh, yeah, that's Science Tuesday. There's our fun Science the Tuesday. The Progen Lab Report. It's a great lab report. Boom. Who's who is our Malgukowski Employee of the Month? Mm. I haven't thought about this much. You sh you should I have been think thinking about it. About it this whole time <laughs> but i think it's i think it's clear though i think it's what clear. is it who i think that my my mal Kukowski employee of the month you know i went first last time do you want to try and steal my thunder this time I'll no you, you can first. steal it i got i can you destroy your thunder wow wow all yeah. right well mine has got to be fred johnson wow all right that was, boy. that was lame that was too obvious what but yeah he he essentially gives Holden and the crew a place to to rest, to chill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, I mean, he saves them from, I don't know, a Martian tribunal Ooh. and having their minds cored. He, he gives them the lowdown on what he wants. He All he wants is representation for the good people of the belt. This is all self-serving. Um, I mean, of course, he wants to be the leader, but it would be much better. <laughs> For all the people on the belt too, so 
So I'm. Yeah, I think that's he's a good fair. guy, and he's working on his plan it's, to it's do fair. it. Also, he's really nice to our main characters. So boom. That's whatever. I think and a he's better. Gonna pay them. And he's gonna pay them. He's. All they're right. doing work. What do you mean? And he's gonna pay them. I mean, he didn't have to pay him. Wow. I'm. <laughs> well, who are you? Like a man. I'm so glad they're that independent I'm contractors. being paid <laughs> for the work I'm doing. They don't need healthcare, dude. Come on. God. God bless my employer for actually paying me. Wow. Thank God. That's what you're doing right now. Lick the boot. Uh, that's what you're doing. You're licking Fred's boot. <laughs> I'm going to do the real hero of the story that we haven't done. Um, Havelock is the Malgakowski play of the month. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Without him, this- none of this. Miller would never. He wouldn't have. Uh, we, the earth would be screwed. Um, because okay. Miller right. would never have uh, been able you to. You would have gone to Tycho. Yeah. You're right. And who knows right. if because yeah he found out where the Rosnante was going and yeah so he's key. he also is just a nice dude he's he's offering so nice. he's offering Miller some some comforting a new job in this trying time mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and was I I feel like we owe him for his previous month's effort of uh, just, of just getting being, shit on pure racism over and, and over and being Miller's like only friend so yeah that uh, too good stuff good stuff Adlock's from Havlock. a good guy. And guy. we never get to see him for a while, so... Uh, oh, he will be back. Not for a while, though, so I need to give him some but props. He here. will, and you aren't familiar with it yet, I don't oh, believe. Oh, maybe I am, that. though, so... Mm, okay. Whatever. Sure but yeah, That's good. All right. Um, I agree with you. I think you win this week. I think Havelock is... Boom. I win every week. Better. Thank Did you. you, win? you no. I went first it's last great. week, but that's fine. Did you? I thought I stole your thunder last week. Oh, you might have. Yeah, there was one week where you you yelled at me. Yeah, it was was last week. week. That's fine. We were both both on the same wavelength. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Cool. Cool. That is the end of episode three. Hope everyone liked it. Um, I don't. You can find... You didn't like it? No, that's... It's their... Whatever they want. You can't just hope. True. (laughs) True. Um, You can find us at the guys who did this on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can find us at the guys who or at guys who did this on Twitter. No, the you can support the show at the guys who did this on Patreon. And if you have a correction, comment, or question, feel free to email us at the guys who did this at gmail.com. And the music for this episode was Racing Light by Kilobyte from Night Mode Records. Check them out. And that is it for this week. We will be back next week with chapters 20 through 22 through 29. Uh, we hope to see you next week. Have a good one, everyone. Peace.